Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 50 of the Game Shark Podcast, the big 5-0, where we oh, talk about shit. our favorite thing in the world, so snow old. days. We got a big snowstorm up in the northeast today, and Andrew and I got the day off of work because of it. Yeah, we did. I scratched my car because of it. <laughs> oh my god, scratched. It's uh, not funny, I wanted to cry. <laughs> It made me laugh even more. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Your pain is my happiness. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Um, I hate the snow personally, but I love not going to work and getting your, paid to do it. Your pain is our happiness. The new yeah. slogan of CD Projekt Red. Oh, God. Um, oh, man, that makes me want to cry even more. And video games. Joining me this week is Tcon. Hello. Derek. Hello. And Andrew. Hey. All right, guys. We got a so pretty pretty big podcast for you today. We have only a couple news things, mostly pertaining around the Game Awards, but obviously the big thing that we've spent the entire week doing and a majority of the news articles have to do with is Cyberpunk 2077. The game is out. It's here. And we're going to talk about it a lot. Uh, yeah, it's probably going to be... The large majority of this episode is talking about either news related to Cyberpunk or um, our experiences with Cyberpunk 2077. But uh, let's start and get that news out of the way. There isn't a ton of it. Uh, first one I want to talk about is the Nintendo Switch is the top selling console in November. And <laughs> it sold 1.3 million units in November and outsold both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Uh, and I think this makes it the highest selling console for 12, 24 months straight, two years, um, which I think breaks a record as well, right? Yeah, it's, it has to, right? That's nuts. Yeah, it's pretty insane. This thing just won't stop selling. It's I think it's on track to become the highest selling video game console of all time. Um, it's already... Uh, has it passed the Wii yet? It's I don't believe so. Oh no, not the Wii. I thought it meant no. Wii U. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the, it passed the Wii U on launch day. I think. I was just saying, it probably passed it day one. Um, okay, so Switch is currently behind. It's just behind the 3DS. I'm seeing. Okay. So it goes 3DS, PSP, GBA, Xbox 360, PS3. Really? Wow. Wii, PlayStation, PS4. Game Boy and Game Boy Color, DS Family, and then PS2. So it's got a ways to go, but like it's on easily on track to crush all of these at the speed at which it's still selling. Um, mm. It's still the hot Christmas item every every year since 2017. You know, um, uh, we bought a second one in the household because and uh, Allison wanted to play so much Animal Crossing. And then what ended up happening this past week, actually, is she commandeered my Switch to create a second island. So now she's playing my Switch and her Switch, both playing Animal uh, Crossing. Um, get a so, third Switch. <laughs> it looks like we're going to have to buy a third Switch. We're going to have my Switch, Allison Switch, and Allison's Animal Crossing right, Switch. Right, Derek? Yeah, wait for the Switch Pro. <laughs> um, the Switch was, Pro that Nintendo isn't currently working on, Derek? Yeah, I, I <laughs> forgot to pull up this article, but Nintendo had a statement saying that they are actually, they're not focusing on a Switch Pro and they're focusing on current, their current uh, hardware. So, yeah, I don't know. I've been saying for a while, I don't think they're going to make a Switch Pro. Derek seems to be hellbent that it's coming. It's going to be 4K and blow your balls off. But, uh... And Nintendo seems to say, nah, we're good. 
this is going so well for us. We don't really need a pro version right now. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, eat it, Derek. I don't know. <laughs> I I just I feel like I feel like they're running out of time to make one. Like, Derek, I, no. did you miss the part where the Switch has been the top selling console for the last twenty four months? <laughs> did you miss I, that news story? <laughs> I no no. I, I get what you're saying, but I think they're running out of time in the sense that like it's like something is going to happen. It's going to be like maybe it's Mario Kart ten or nine uh maybe it's maybe it's breath of the wild 2 where the technical limitations of the switch holds back one of their their uh like pro high profile titles from being as good as it could be and and it's going to bite them in the in in the ass and so if there isn't a switch pro in development uh nintendo you should have you you're like a year too late you need to get started on that switch pro right now I don't just know, man. The not nintendo... because it needs to be right but because i need to be right <laughs> <laughs> the nintendo first party games all look so incredible already that it's like i don't think that in their eyes they need it yet you know I, I i like look at paper mario look at breath of the wild look at mario odyssey those games look incredible and they don't care if if doom eternal looks good on the switch that's they don't care you know like, I don't, I'm not even thinking about like stuff like Doom Eternal. Uh, I'm like, I think, I think there's going to be a point where the the hardware starts to limit like what kind of games they c- can develop for it. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Time will tell. But Nintendo claims that they're not working on anything new right now. But they would say that even if they were. So there's truly no way of knowing. Um, but. Nintendo is doing very well for themselves as of now. Uh, so congratulations to them. Keep it up. I'm sure we'll start to see like the month that PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X become readily available. I think that they will start to overtake the Switch as the top selling console in a given month. Um, but who knows? Maybe that won't happen. Maybe people will like slowly trickle and get there. Um ps5 and xbox series x over time whereas people will still be buying switches in bulk because it's so popular who knows but there's um, no reason to buy two ps5s for a household that is a good point <laughs> um <laughs> all right never know. let's talk about the game awards um, yes. two, two big aspects to talk about in, in two big aspects in talking about the game awards we have uh, the winners of the awards themselves, which aren't as important to most people, but I want to touch on them briefly. And then we have all of the things that were announced during the Game Awards. So let's start with uh, what actually won. And I think to not a lot of people's surprise, The Last of Us was the big winner. Mm-hmm. Last of Us Part Two, the big winner at the Game Awards this year, taking seven awards, I want to say. Eight. Eight awards. Eight uh, awards it, out of 11 nominations. Including which includes Game of the uh, Best Performance, which they were nominated twice for. Yes. Um, so, um, yes and no. I It's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, The Last of Us 2 is a, a big technical achievement and right. like the most AAA of AAA games out there. But it's it sometimes just feels like it got the some awards that 
like didn't actually deserve. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I mean, who, I, at the very least, it, like at the very least, it wasn't infallible. Like it lost best soundtrack to Final Fantasy, and it lost best art direction to Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, and there are both instances where I think that it definitely is better. Yeah, um, but like it won best action adventure game over Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider Man, Ori and the Will of Us, and Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, and I think four out of those five games are clearly better action adventure game than the last yeah, of us, the last of us is been, like a slow paced stealth game i don't know yeah don't know, and you know i've been doing a little bit of research uh and like kind of just general pondering over the last kind of week about a lot of games uh particularly the last of us to prepare for the next couple of weeks of our own nominations mm-hmm. um and one of the things that i learned after doing some digging is that the last of us 2's actual combat and action as it is in this category only takes up about 10% of the game because the rest of the game is like all cutscenes, all walking around and looting so smashing the x button to pick yeah, up the triangle button actually Jeez, really? triangle yeah um but yeah there's only about 3 to 5 hours of action in that game out of yeah, the not, 30 hours that it takes really zero hours of adventure <laughs> yeah um I don't know. So it's, that's one category where uh, yeah, maybe a little, maybe it's one of the other games is probably deserving. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like this happens every year. There's always like one game. Last year was different because there were no standout games as a whole. Yeah. Uh, but the year before that, it was Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, what was twenty? Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is the year before. It's it always seems to be one game that just like yeah, this game's amazing. So let's just give it all the awards, even though you could make very compelling arguments for some other things like game direction um that was also the last of us part two but i don't know take something like final fantasy 7 remake and the fact that like what they did with that game like it could have just been a a shot for shot remake that just looked really nice but they Mm -hmm. took it in very interesting directions that no one expected and i think it works very well so i don't know it's just I don't know how to describe it. I'm we aren't professional journalists, so we don't know how their brains work when casting their votes for stuff like this. Um, but yeah, Last of Us two, Part Two won just about everything, everything it could. Um, yep. That's kind of the summary of the Game Awards for the awards themselves. Also, Among Us won a lot, which kind of is weird because it came out two years ago. Yeah. So yeah, I don't it's, know it's how such that a, works. It's such a muddy water situation. Mm, yeah, like, it won, what, three things? Yeah, yeah two or three. Best, best mobile game, best multiplayer game. I think it was just those two. Mm. Um, anyways, uh, let's move on from talking about the awards at the Game Awards and talk about the more important thing, which is the announcements that happened at the Game Awards. Um, every time I go to do like uh, one of these things with uh when there was like an award show or like a trade show or something and i look for a list of everything announced it's never in order of what happened it always seems to be in some random arbitrary order so we're gonna do it based on this random arbitrary order by this list i have um let's see i'm gonna skip over some of the ones that aren't very kind of notable super notable which is most of them honestly there wasn't a ton of big wow moments here it was kind of. Yeah, I don't remember of, half of them. Lackluster yeah. overall. Uh, I want to start with the big one, obviously. 
being <laughs> Sephiroth, which is the first thing they show. Sephiroth! Sephiroth is now in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate as of today. Uh, Sakurai I have just gave him. Sakurai just gave a presentation about an hour and a half ago, talk, breaking down the character, what he does, and his stage, and the music, and whatnot. Uh, and then they did a cool little thing that was uh, the character is an is being released on December 22nd. However, we have a special mode where you can do a special boss fight against Sephiroth. And if you beat him, you can play him today, uh, which is really cool. So uh, there's three difficulties and you can just beat him on easy mode, which I beat him without yeah. taking a hit. And then you unlock the character. So it's not really a challenge. They had, uh, Sakurai had mentioned that he had considered making it so that if you lost when you fought him, you couldn't uh, unlock him. Uh, oh and that you could only do it on very hard mode or whatever. Uh, so oh, it would have been, never like, get him yeah, it would have been like a super challenge, and you would have there would have been five days where only like the best Smash Bros players in the world would have access to Sephiroth, which would have been really cool. Um, however, that's not what ended up happening. But he's in the game now. Streamers are playing him. Andrew played a game as him. Tcon downloaded him. Um, so yeah, very yeah, exciting I stuff. Just fight him. That reveal trailer was probably the coolest Smash character reveal trailer ever. It was uh, pretty sweet. I lost my mind. <laughs> it's it's probably That's like That's an understatement. <laughs> just just because of the pure like wow factor alone. Because the trailer goes for maybe 30 45 seconds before you even have a hint of who it is. And yeah. then in the span of like 2 seconds your your brain like just clicks yeah, and you're like music, oh my god it's Sephiroth the music starts and then you see him floating up in the sky in that moment it's I love watching reaction videos and like seeing that moment where it clicks like oh my god because yeah. it's different every time for everyone some people it's as soon as the music starts there wasn't anyone who kind of noticed the cutting in the half which is a thing he does in Advent Children he does it to a building um but there, uh, there's like some people who noticed it when they saw him floating in the sky. There's some people who noticed it when Cloud saw him. They're like, "Oh, why? Why is Cloud here? Oh, that must be Sephiroth." And like, so there's varying levels, but it's it's super hype regardless of when you notice it. I I lost my mind. I filmed my reaction, and <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty great. It was pretty crazy. So I'm very very excited about that. Andrew and I are gonna play some some uh smash with sephiroth tomorrow for sure damn straight we are um let's see we got a bunch of small indie game announced loop hero chia sea of solitude's coming to switch that's a game that came out uh, a little while ago um shady part of me we're getting a near replicant the remake it's version this is so stupid. The game's official title is Near Replicant Version 1.22474487139. Not a joke. Really dumb. I don't know why you would ever name a game that, but what are you going to do? Um, and we got Century Age of Ashes. So this was that one trailer that went on for a super long time, right? Is this... Is that... No. No. no what was this one? Was... Oh, this is the one where you're riding around on dragons. Uh, oh yeah, that one looks. Oh okay. yeah, the so, one you're talking about—it's like f at least a minute and a half of just landscape. No, five minutes. Yeah. Oh, uh, what is it? Uh, Crimson Desert. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that went on yeah. for way too long. So yeah, let's talk about Crimson Desert for a second. Um, so yeah, we were watching this, and like I got bored and looked away. The trailer's five and a half minutes long, and it—it it didn't seem that interesting. It looked—it gave me very Assassin's Creed Valhalla vibes. Um, yeah, and in a, a year where that game just came out, and you're displaying this crazy new game that looks 
heavily similar? So it's not new in the sense that it's a spinoff of Black Desert Online. What is that? It's a MMO. Uh, you may have seen like ads for it on YouTube or whatever, but like the, I I've seen very little of it. It's not like a, a WoW MMO. I think like it's, it's, like it's, a, it's an. I thought it was an FPS, or is that oh, something else I'm thinking of? Uh, you might be thinking of like something something else, but it's it's like a third person action combat MMO. But like the big thing that people can get out of it is basically you can make like anime waifu characters with it that have big boobs and are hot looking or something. Well, T-Con's in. Nice. What? Uh, like, no. I don't think it's, it's not like popular. It's popular not in like uh, the US. It's a Korean, yeah, it's a Korean okay. uh, MMO. It's like, it's decent, but it's very, I think it's very shallow. Um, it's it's considered a sandbox oriented MMO. I've watched like some footage of it and it it's interesting. Like the combat is very interesting and that's I think what Crimson Desert at least for from what I've read from people who like are familiar with Black Desert Online is that's what the most interesting thing about Crimson Desert is is it will pull the combat from Black Desert Online into it and that is supposedly like pretty fun and cool and that's why people are kind of like a little excited for it but yeah that trailer the trailer was bad okay i wanted to make I agree sure that we're the all the same page about that um, yeah, yeah no, it was pretty bad like i've watched nine minute kojima trailers that are more exciting than than that five minute trailer but i think what possibly was a worse trailer was the arc 2 trailer oh god yeah with Vin <laughs> diesel that was so weird it might be the worst trailer in all of video game trailers um. Yeah, I didn't it know. Might what, be one like, of the worst games. <laughs> in all of the I games. had no idea what was going on. The animations looked super is a, is a weird developer. and clunky. Uh, yeah, it was super weird. Uh, but they're making a sequel to Ark, I guess, and starring yeah. Vin Diesel. And Vin Diesel is like an, a developer on it, like officially. Yeah. It's so weird. And this is a this is a company that released DLC for the first Ark before they even finished making the first Ark. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, yeah, that one, I don't know. Not super hyped for that. Not an ARC player. Um, yeah, that one's like... I feel like a lot of the announcements were like B-tier announcements. Like They're like, oh, okay, that's you know kind of cool. But none of them make me want to buy the game. Exactly. Um, we got the uh, reveal trailer for Back for Blood. Oh, which, baby. Yeah. which uh, we happen to all get alpha keys for. So we're going to, we all played Back for Blood like a little bit ago. Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about what we've been playing. But uh, very excited for Back for Blood. Basically being made by Turtle Rock or people from Turtle Rock. Oh, no. Is this game actually made by Turtle Rock? Yeah. It's no, it's Turtle made by Turtle Rock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is, it's basically Left 4 Dead 3. Um, so we'll talk about that more later. But very, very excited for that. Uh, Hood, Outlaws, and Legends, medieval multiplayer game. I don't know some scavenger thing. The Callisto Protocol that looked yeah, like the, a new probably, Dead Space game. Yeah, that's the standout probably for a lot of people. Yeah, that's it's from the creator of Dead Space. Yeah, so that looks super creepy and weird, and uh, yeah. like Andrew said, is a big standout. 
Um, I'm excited to see more about that. It was just a very um, cryptic teaser trailer. We didn't really get any information from it or anything. Yeah, but even just from the contents of the trailer, it already looks like a really, really um, cool take on on the sci-fi horror. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excited for that. Yeah, I'll probably pick that up. Some Warhammer stuff, um, uh, point-and-click or narrative adventure called Open Roads. Disco Elysium Final Cut is coming out. Uh, we got a new look at Dragon Age 4, which is something that uh, Bioware has been working on for a while we've known about. But uh, they didn't really show anything here, so it makes you kind of think it's just, it's just a, like a visual trailer. We don't see any gameplay or any... I think uh, I've never played any of the Dragon Age games, but they they really focused on this bald elf dude, and I'm. It seemed like he may be a notable character, so maybe that meant something to people of the who've played the previous Dragon Age games. But it's like we already knew this game was coming out, and then you just showed what was the equivalent of another like announcement teaser trailer, even though the game's already been announced. You know, I was kind of getting that yeah. vibe. Where it's like, why bother doing this? That was the other thing with all of the trailers is almost none of them were gameplay trailers. They were all just like cinematic teasers. And yeah. that is not how I get hyped about games. That's a way to hype someone up about like a sequel If you're already to a game. like a super fan. Exactly. Right? Like the Mass Effect one. Yeah. Uh, so that was the last one they showed. And we, that trailer was what, a minute and a half? And we were spent the entire time being like, what is this? What is this? And then, yeah. surprise, it's Mass Effect. They're just like, which, yeah, we're working on a new Mass Effect, which, cool. We kind of already knew. Put out put out Dragon Age first. <laughs> then, <laughs> then tell us you're working on a Mass Effect, because you, you don't have good credit right now, Bioware. So announcing very far in advance that they're making a new Mass Effect game uh, yeah. seems like maybe not the best choice, but I don't I know. believe they're two different studios working on them. Are they? Okay, that would make yeah. more sense then. Um, and the, they, they were definitely like fan service trailers. Um, uh, I know like the Dragon Age 4 trailer confirmed that it was going, I can't remember what the place is, but it, it is a direct sequel to, or it is, it is a sequel to three. It's not, uh, I think we had like speculated maybe it was like a reboot or something. Um, but it is a sequel to three, uh, yeah. that like that trailer, like, showed that we're hey we're going to this area that we talked about in three i can't remember what the name of it was and then four was or not mass effect that was a huge reveal um at least as like a mass effect fan because one it confirmed that they're picking an ending from mass effect three to be yeah. canon and uh they showed uh like Lyara is alive and well and that maybe Shepard is alive with like the showing of the N7. So it was like, okay, uh, like they clearly have an idea of where to go with the series from here. And that was kind of cool to know. And I hope, I hope it works out. So as the only Mass Effect fan here, Derek, are, <laughs> did this trailer get you excited? Yeah. Oh, it got me really excited. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I like, I, I like I've I don't know I like I like like uh, Tcon like Anthem just completely like I had no I don't I don't know if Bioware can I don't think Bioware can make Anthem but I trust there's still like another year out I think from 
finishing everything that they were redoing. I think they were <clears throat> a while ago. It was like planned to be out around yeah. holiday. I think like the revamp, but I yeah. think they're still like super far out. So I I kind of stopped following it. It's in the back of my head though. Like I will, I have the game, so I'll, of course I'm gonna play it when it. Yeah. Re- whatever you want to call it does get released and hopefully it's great but whatever yeah I, yeah i guess like i i can't i can't see bioware making a successful uh like action uh what are the what are they what are they what are we calling those games now um games game as a service yeah like kind of stuff but i can see mass i can see bioware succeeding in making a mass effect game as like as not well as received as Andromeda was. There were like still good pieces about it. It it just seemed like it just wasn't, you know, like there was still some stuff going on at the studio that that kind of fucked with its development. And um, it seems like with four, that you know, if there's no, you know, three years into development reboot of the game, I have faith in it. If if are we here and. Th- three years that mass effect four has been rebooted then i'll i'll you know turn my back to bioware and go back to playing uh destiny uh, destiny four oh <laughs> <laughs> well all right then um i guess we'll keep an eye out for that. i'm assuming we won't hear a peep about that for a very long time um it's just kind of like a, hey it's we're working on it Kind of oh, like yeah, a, I think when we got the Elder Scrolls Six announcement, however yeah. many years ago at this point, E three twenty twenty two, I bet we'll get our our first maybe gameplay footage. Yeah, um, if E three comes back, if E three yeah. comes back, E uh, three time twenty twenty two, whatever right. summer of gaming, whatever the hell Jeff Keeley's thing was, <laughs> I can't even remember what it was called. It was so underwhelming. Uh, we got a bunch of small things from here on out. We got more another look at Returnal. There's a Ghosts and Goblins remake. I think I'm actually uh, pretty excited for Returnal. Yeah, you're saying that. I think it looks really cool. I hope it it turns out cool. Yeah, I'm going to get it on release. Uh, It comes out in March. It's like, it just looks like a third person fast paced shooter with bullet hell physics. And it just, it just looks really fun to me. I like the, uh, the concept of the game from what they uh, showed in, the trail the initial trailer back in the playstation uh showcase mm-hmm. it's kind of like a time loop thing so that game's mm. very intriguing to me i'm gonna i'm gonna look forward to it sweet um they showed gameplay of the ruined king a league of legends story that looks super cool it's a it's a very unique art style it's almost like picture book comic book kind of style yeah it almost looks like a super giant game yeah definitely it has that vibe um I'm super excited for it. Turn-based combat, all about it. Uh, but probably the biggest announcement is that you can play as the Swedish chef in Overcooked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Swedish chef, obviously, totally being, about that. being the greatest Muppet, uh, easily the funniest and most charming of all the Muppets. So shout out to the Swedish chef, uh, you know, Bork. What more? I've always been say? partial to Beaker, but I'll give it to you. Oh, last year at the Game Awards, when uh, so they had Swedish chef announce. Uh, that he was going to be an overcooked, and last year it was uh, Bunsen and Beaker. Yeah, announced yeah. Uh, there was something about Untitled Goose Game, and they had the goose as a Muppet there. It was so funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was great. Um, but yeah, Swedish Chef, 
Uh, good stuff. <laughs> um, all right. That's really all I got for news. Well, uh, everything else that uh, I have is let's cyberpunk Let's not forget, related. Jeff. Let's not forget that Halo Master Chief was announced, not for Smash, but for oh, Fortnite. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Master Chief is in Fortnite along with Daryl and Michonne from The Walking Dead. And wasn't there one more? Kratos. Uh, that well, was Kratos before was the Game prior. Awards. I can't well, remember. But yeah. I don't think so. Remember that no, comment? Man, I think it was just those three. Remember that comment that I was like, hey, man, I wish I liked Fortnite. Man, I really mm-hmm. wish I liked Fortnite. <laughs> um yeah but i guess so, go ahead. do you think this increases or decreases master chief's chance of coming to smash i have no idea man <laughs> it's uh, like... i'm gonna say increase all right we got an increase all right just because i want him to come into smash yeah he just makes so much sense to come to smash but who knows and this I... is showing that they're like willing to put him out in different avenues so yeah how many? What are that, three left? We got three more characters in this fighter pack, and then I wouldn't be surprised if they did more after this. Even though they said they weren't gonna, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But who knows? Yeah, Ultimate is the game that I wish they would just support forever. But yeah, it probably won't happen. There's too much money to be made by selling a new game. Yeah. That's, I feel like you could, you could sell a new game on an updated console, like. Super Smash Brothers <laughs> Ultimate for Pro for Switch Pro, um, and maybe maybe it has some extra features. But I feel like the with the groundwork for the game, like they don't need to. From how much you guys are enjoying it, how much it seems like the entire community really likes this game, uh, like it doesn't seem like there would be anything that needs to be added to the game besides new characters. So yeah, like, why couldn't like, you have yeah. fighter adjustments? Like if you own like the. You know, we've, we're already seeing it with the PS5 and the Xbox right now with smart delivery and, and stuff like that. Like, they could make it, hey, if you already own Smash Ultimate, you get Smash Ultimate for Switch 2 or whatever. Uh, because I, I wholeheartedly think that Nintendo should not do what they do in the past and just suddenly change the style of console they're releasing. Uh, you know, they should continue with the Switch. So, like, that would be... And just keep releasing characters. Because how hard is it to develop a character... For, for the same game and just put them on both, you know? Like, if they're not going to be doing too much differently with the Switch hardware, like, that would be awesome, and that's what they should do. And Nintendo, listen to... I I have all the ideas for you to be successful as a company. <laughs> just listen to me. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that we think Nintendo should do, but based on how Nintendo has operated for the last 30 years, they will not do them. Just, like, imagine... Uh, a Mario Kart that's the last Mario Kart you ever have to buy, and it's just they add more Mario Kart to the Mario Kart. Yeah, the Mario Kart 8 DLC packs were some of my favorite Mario Kart Yeah, ever. like that was incredible. I wish they could do that with both Smash and Mario Kart. And Mar- they could do that with Mario Party. Like, Yeah. <sighs> Nintendo is like the one company that I want to make games as a service that hasn't yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey. I mean, they did it with Splatoon. Kind uh, of. I didn't like Splatoon. The thing with that too is like, <laughs> it's they're they're like, much like their uh, their history with the Smash community, they have kind of just been in the middle with it because they release Splatoon and Splatoon Two as full games, but then would also support those games kind of as a service with a bunch of free content updates for like a year and a half, and then just stop. 
Yeah, so. I think they just stopped supporting Splatoon earlier this year, right? Yeah, they did like a surprise Splatfest, hmm. which I don't remember what it was uh, tying into, but it was promoting something else. Um, so yeah, it's weird. They'll just randomly stop supporting stuff. So, gotcha. Um, all right, let's talk about what games we have been playing. Um, anything excluding Cyberpunk, because the whole latter half of this episode is just going to be Cyberpunk. So, is anyone playing anything that isn't Cyberpunk 2077? Any takers? I know, Tcon, the answer for you is probably no. Uh, since last week, um, Back for Blood from today. Oh, all right. Do you want to talk about that first? Let's get it out of all the right, way. Um, we all played the Back for Blood alpha. Yeah. What did we think? Oh, my God. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. Like, it was so cool. Uh, like especially for an alpha, like it ran really smoothly and looked really yeah. good for an alpha. I was very surprised. There were some frame rate drops and some like areas of the map that you can tell weren't fully polished off. Andrew kind of fell to his death several times. <laughs> yeah, you I could mean, go that way. There's to be fair, places, yeah, like, it is. After I like looked at it for more than half a second while running, uh, it it is like a very noticeable patch of water. Um, it was like green. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tend to stay away from those. <laughs> there was like a couple places running and like jumping. It was a little buggy, but other than that, like for an alpha, it ran really smoothly. Yeah, um, it felt almost more like closer to a beta. Just by I feel like how well it did. The gunplay I think was really good. It was really smooth. Aiming felt really nice. Yeah, yeah, th- especially that like being the core of that game like that felt really good already and that's a good sign yeah Yeah. that's a super good time i'm very excited to get my hands on the full version of this game uh uh, i feel like some of the anim like the in-between animations like reloading and switching weapons and stuff felt a little slow but maybe that's intentional based on the kind of game it is yeah for sure well that and you might have had red attachments that could have slowed your reload Uh, or weapon swap I don't think so, but that's a possibility. Or maybe they want them intentionally a little bit slower so you can kind of spec towards having a faster reload. Yeah, so, right. Uh, one of the This game is... Let's just get it out there. This is basically Left 4 Dead 3. It's made by the guys yeah. who made Left 4 Dead. It feels exactly like it. There are special infected that are the equivalents or combinations of other um, Left 4 Dead special infected. Uh, there's basically a boomer combined with a spitter, which is stupidly powerful. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, the cool, unique thing that was going on here is that there's a card building, a deck building system where, uh, yeah, right. This is a deck builder. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) So you get these cards and I don't, it's tough to tell because it's the alpha, but they, we had just had like, I, it seems like all the cards that were in the game were just unlocked for us. And we'd make a deck of 16. Um, you pick one and you always have that. So I picked the one where, if I heal someone else, I also heal that same exact amount. Or the the first one I did, I think, was um, my revive speed is 20% faster. Uh, and then the 15 other cards get shuffled together. And then at the start of each round, or at the start of the first round, you get to add three, right? Yeah, three. Yep. Um, of your selected cards. So it's anywhere from like quicker reload speed pick up your allies faster when someone gets down to everyone gets unlimited ammo and um and 
health regen for 10 seconds. So it's like a lot of really cool mix and match things. Um, but every time you play, it's going to be different because it depends on what cards you get to use. And I, I really, think, oh, really sorry. like that system. It worked super well. It gave variety. We played the main campaign two times, lost on the final part both times because uh, <laughs> we're terrible. I think um, my favorite card was the secondaries get unlimited ammo. And then when I got that Glock auto, oh my God, it was so much fun. Yeah, that was, that was a good combination. I had that going too in the first round that we played. Um, but yeah, I'm super digging this game. Very excited for it to come out in yeah. the future. I think it's something that we can get into and play like a whole bunch when there's bunch of campaigns and they're doing updates and adding stuff to it all the time yeah, right this is just the first alpha like it's so early on i'm really curious what else they're gonna add i hmm. i feel like like left for dead was such a replayable game just because of how much fun it was to play with your friends and then like yeah, uh, that game was the same every time you played I was just it. Right. Right. It was literally the same every single time you played and we played that game for a countless amount of hours absolutely <sighs> Like it's it seems like they're taking a uh a page in the book of, of the past couple Left for Dead likes that have come out, like uh Deep Rock Galactic, this new um Warhammer one that's coming out that they showed at the Game Awards, uh, and then Warhammer Vermintide where you kind of just have to add like some small element. Uh, I think those games add like loot, like your loot changes so like that adds extra gameplay materials and you can uh like up the difficulty to face like stronger enemies and stuff this i think i like this a little better than the kind of like the rng loot loot kind of thing where it's not based on you know if you got some random drop but more hey did i build a smart like i don't know we're big fans of the deck builders so like the idea of like oh yeah like i've built this really cool deck of cards that i get to use throughout this the campaign and you know mm they all synergize together and it, you know, it's not based yeah. on it. Oh, did I get that, that four star M4 that I need to be able to DPS this boss? No, like it's about like the cards. It's all about the cards. It's all about the cards, man. And it, it's cool. <laughs> you can like, also add attachments to your guns. Right, yeah. yeah that's another too, thing. And customize them. Uh, you can kind of spec towards a specific class based on what how you build right. your deck. Like I was a support class where I was all about reviving my teammates and making it so that I could heal, like be a more effective healer. And uh, I was just straight damage. I shot everything that moved. Yeah, yeah I built uh, like a kind of a scout class where I had a lot of sensory cards that allow me to sense nearby ammo and health packs and weapons and everything. So. Uh, so that because they don't appear to you in the map, so yeah. Actually, so doing that actually helped us find more. I noticed. Yeah, and I just knifed everybody in the face. <laughs> yeah, Derek <laughs> built a th uh, thing where he started with a knife instead of a what was it? Instead of having a, a basic punch, you knifed people. Yeah, so, and then, I don't know. They didn't. I feel like and he likes scaring birds. And he loves scaring and, birds. I love scaring birds. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Reminds me uh, kind of a lot of like Titanfall because like the first Titanfall was great. And then Titanfall 2 was, they took that amazing base game, added some things that just worked so perfectly with it, and made it 10 times better. And it was already a great game. Like, you got Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, which were amazing games. And now they're basically just, you know, taking that base game, throwing in some stuff that just works and melds so perfectly with it, and it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm super hyped for this game. It 
the the alpha that we played is pretty incredible and, and we and, never we thought we were never going to get a left for dead three we're right not. we're just getting back for well. blood <laughs> We're going to get back for Blood 3, that's for sure. <laughs> no, they'll stop it, too. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, this is, I had never played Left 4 Dead prior to this. Wait, so you've never played what, Left 4 Dead 2? You've just left for... This is my uh, first for... experience with wow. this style of game. So what do you think? Uh, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I really, really love co-op like campaigns. Uh, I remember back in the day, one of my favorite... I don't remember the name of the game, but it was some like PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360 game where it's like you play as two people. It's a co-op game. I don't remember. Army of Two? Probably. <laughs> like I said, I have no I have no idea. Um but I love co-op campaigns, so doing this was really fun. It was really awesome to be able to like strategize with each other and like we'd fuck up in one round and then be like, okay, this is what we're gonna do differently. And we fucked it up in that round, but the yeah. third time <laughs> we made it past the ogre successfully. Yeah, and then uh, and then it's just like we're all kind of learning at the same time. So there was that moment too where the first round we fought the big guy and he was just stuck behind that pillar. And then the second time we fought him, he just ran straight through the pillar. So we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. This game has so, variety like those other ones don't. Like the other one, it was like, okay, this door has <laughs> has this weapon and this door has this. It's, it was the same every single time. But in this one, it's like, okay, we found we found these cool weapons behind this one door. And then the next time we went, that door was boarded up and you just couldn't go in it. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I, I, really, I really liked it. I love the uh, potential that this game has for longevity and... Uh, and whenever when it comes out in June, I'm sure we will play it a lot. Sweet. Yeah. I'm very so, curious what other maps there will be. Andrew, how there will be. Having never played uh one of the Left 4 Dead games, you don't know that there is a multiplayer aspect where it's two teams of four and the second team plays as the special infected units. Yeah. So you play as the boomer spitter, uh or whatever, the wretch uh, I, Yeah, I've I heard know. you guys talk about it and I yeah. I love asymmetrical games too, so this just seems like it's right up my alley. Yeah, it's incredibly fun. I mean you so. should totally get Left for Dead 2. It's probably like I own Left for Dead 2. Oh, oh let's well, play it. We sometime. can definitely play because Left 4 Dead 2 is one of the games for Steam that I've owned the longest, but I've never known anybody who plays it until you guys and we just never played it. We did or didn't we'll we play. We just we played, played for Nick Monaco's birthday. Yeah, yeah. We already I had a group of eight, like, I was not invited like to that. Hours. <laughs> yeah, we, we already had a group of eight, unfortunately. Um, all right, let's move on. Tegan, is there anything else that you've been playing? Um, just some like COD zombies, Minecraft. I haven't start. I haven't tried the new update for um Cold War. They only they added like. Not a lot of zombie content. It looks like it's just like a Christmas skin on it. Like there's snow and stuff. So I'm kind of annoyed with that because yeah. zombies content is still really lacking. And I think that's the only redeeming quality of the game. I won't even touch campaign or multiplayer. Um, yeah. Uh, I keep telling myself I'm going to go back to Assassin's Creed and then I don't. <laughs> I'm in a similar <laughs> boat. Um, I, feel, I feel like that's it. I haven't played any more Resident Evil or anything. Yeah. I've mostly been playing Cyberpunk, but yeah, we'll get to that. That's fair. Um, what about you, Andrew? Oh, I played a couple of games. All right, what do we got? So, other than Cyberpunk, I played another uh, glitchy nightmare 
uh, and that is Assassin's Creed Revelations. I've done it. Oh, yes! Oh, started. I finally started the next Assassin's Creed game, and I had to stop after a half hour because <laughs> wow, that bad. The, the PC version has this glitch where the screen and the character models flicker. Oh. Uh, so, like, it flickers back and forth, and it's fine initially because it's like, okay, this is just like a cutscene thing, right? But then, or like, you know, it's a visual thing, but you can get past it. But eventually, you get to a part in the game uh, where you are in a horse drawn carriage and you're fighting another guy on another horse drawn carriage, and you're supposed to like ram into him and damage his carriage. And when that happens, the world just freaks out and. I was holding right on the control stick to go to the right, and it just did like a full 180 leftwards. <laughs> and I sent you a video, Jeff. Um, and then you woke oh, up. Oh, this is like the carriage just flying through space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So eventually, the carriage <laughs> just like starts clipping through walls, and you just start riding into the sunset. Uh, so I had to stop. Um, but I did find the a solution to the glitch and that is that if you go into the files on your computer if you like rename one file it fixes it oh uh, yeah, yeah so so now Makes i'm a couple sense. hours in nice what uh, do you think so but, far um i i really like it so far um it's uh it's like the most cinematic take on assassin's creed yeah. so far in the series which i really like because we've kind of already they've already nailed the assassin fantasy so i like that this game exists as uh, an epilogue to the Ezio story, you know? Yeah, like they, yeah. They can take this game to focus on the narrative because they've already basically nailed the gameplay in the other two games. Um, so and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the to how the rest of the game shakes out. Did, did you get to the tower defense part yet? Yeah, I've, I've played okay. the tower defense. Oh, I know it. that's the reason people hate it. It's so bad. But yeah, I, it, I think I think that the tower defense works on its own. Like if it was a separate mode that's like there for people who want it, then cool. But I don't think it needs to be right to campaign. force people to play it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to to the rest of it. But those are my kind of initial thoughts. Um, and then the other game I played today on my day off was Beautiful Joe. Hey, Henshin uh, go go. A game baby. I have been telling myself that I need to finish for the next for the last like six months. Um, but I think I am finally resigning that intention because <laughs> I, I think I realized today after playing it for like three hours and not finishing the level I was on uh, that <laughs> my my love for Beautiful Joe is pure nostalgia and nothing else. Not actually playing the game. I don't I don't actually enjoy playing Beautiful Joe. <laughs> I, yeah, like no. the, I love the concept of it and I love uh, what is it? So it's basically like this 2D side scroller uh beat 'em up platformer. Uh and so you play as Joe and he gets kind of sucked into movie land. Like he literally gets pulled by a giant mech into the screen in a movie theater. <laughs> and so you're playing through these like various movie sets. Uh and he has VFX powers, so he has a slow down time button, a speed up time button, and a zoom in. Uh, and those will all have different effects on your attacks and the world. Uh, so you can use it for puzzles. You can like slow down fans or speed up fans. It's mostly fans. Um, <laughs> Would you say it's only fans? No, it's mostly fans, <laughs> which, is se- which is a separate website to only fans. And it features exclusively beautiful Joe content. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. I so I love the concept of the game, but in terms of me actually trying to pilot that game, I do not enjoy it. So I think I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. But I I still love Beautiful Joe. Like it's such a cool game and it's such a niche thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe if they made one today and kind of refined it a little bit more, I think I I would I would buy it in a heartbeat. But all right. But other than that, only Cyberpunk. What about you, Derek? All right. So, um, let's start. Been playing more uh, Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have. I'm. I am. I'm in. I'm in the game. Yeah. Uh, digging it. Yeah, I'm liking it a lot. Uh, I got so I don't know if uh, you guys. Uh, I know Jeff, you're playing as male Eivor. Correct. Are you as well, Tikan? I do the animus picks, but so far, okay. it's only been uh, female this entire so time. I finally got to the part where uh, the animus changes it, and it's all making sense to me now. Why uh, you can choose between the gen like why um i should say why they did that and it's pretty cool from a story perspective i won't uh like spoil anything but is it it's- something that i will get because i chose one and it's not going to change will i understand what you're talking about so i, I yes maybe because uh they the game does something a little clever um at this part where the name of your character changes uh so for me it was like oh am i playing like i thought it was a cutscene at first and then i noticed oh wait no that's that's the armor i've been wearing oh this is the male version of eivor they did the switch okay so it they do it pretty cleverly it like fits in kind of nicely uh i i almost was gonna go into the settings and just stop it because i was enjoying playing as as female eivor Mm -hmm. uh but i'm gonna keep it um, for now, so you won't see a change, uh, Jeff. Obviously, yeah. but um, yeah. Uh, and so I got to that part, and it completely renewed my interest in the game even more. Because now nice. I'm like, ooh, I want to uh, really like figure out what's going on here. Uh, the only issue is, is that is about twenty to twenty five hours into the game. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> and I'm I wasn't. Not I'm not even. Close. A high enough levelish thing yet to do that content to a completion. Um, wow. So it basically like opens up another section of the game that you have an option to go to, uh, and you st- there's still like level requirements for it. And I'm at like I think I'm at like 85, and the content the, the requirement is 90. So I was like, oh, you know what? Let me go finish this quest I'm on anyway, because I like stumbled upon it through another quest. I was like, oh, I'll finish this main quest in this other part of, um, where are we? Uh, of of England, and then I'll go back to this other place to to try this this part and see, because there's like it's got its own like collectibles and and stuff that matters, and but it's I think I think once you get there, you might get sucked in. Okay. The problem is, is it's it is about twenty hours into the game. Gotcha. And how how quickly did you go to England? Because I did everything in 
Norway first. So that might be like 30 or 35 hours in for me. So here, I'll, I'll give you a, a non-story spoiler, but basically it, it coincides with upgrading your village. And so it, okay. it, if you, when you get your village, if you focus on upgrading your village a little bit without like diving into too much of what's going on elsewhere, uh, you will get to it sooner. Gotcha. Okay. I'm still, I haven't played it all week, so I'm still just on my way to England. Yeah, yeah. Um, and which I want to yeah, play it was... more. Not having played it for the last week made me think, like, okay, it's like that game was doing enough for me to want to go back and play more, maybe. Uh, so we'll see how I'm feeling. I'll probably touch it at some point in this upcoming week. Yeah, I so I, I I'm I'm kind of sucked into it. Uh, I've been bouncing back between that Cyberpunk. Uh, I've been playing more Spider-Man Remastered. Um, which is just fun. It's so much fun to. I find I got all the backpacks already. I unlocked nice. all the towers and everything because just swinging around the city and doing that stuff is just so much fun on its own. Uh, it's. I'm like I don't care about the story. I just want to swing around the city. Right. It's so satisfying. <laughs> so satisfying. Uh, I agree. So I'll be playing that a lot because I really do want to play Miles Morales. Uh, by the end of I hopefully by the end of next week I should be done with both Spider-Man and Miles Morales. Cool. Uh since my vacation start restarts next week. Um Excellent. and then what else? Oh, I started up Age of Calamity. Oh, okay. okay. What yeah. Are your thoughts? Uh I the I like I the Muso games are an interesting genre. <laughs> um, it's just a power fantasy. It, yeah, it's it's fun to just be like swiping through enemies and like I I feel like the most the thing I'm most focused on is like trying to execute combos, uh, just because they're fun to like execute I guess on some mm. of the characters I have I've unlocked five characters I think. Okay, you have all of the best ones in the game already then. Yeah, I, well, so I don't have the <laughs> the Zora. Mifa? character yet or the bird character okay um but i got i got Bal- balak dalek Daruk. and and the the what's her the, name what's her face? the giant lady urbosa urbosa yeah urbosa yeah i wanted and... him to try to say something <laughs> i can't i can't remember <laughs> that. uh so i i like started doing this uh thing kind of unrelated but uh somewhat related because this is when i'm playing High rule warriors, um, but we're all like pretty big BDG fans. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I stumbled upon his stream randomly like a week or two ago. Oh, I didn't know he streamed. Yeah, he stream- so he does stream, I guess. And I I don't know if this is when he only when he streams, but he's been doing this thing where he's like just biking and playing video games. He's <laughs> <laughs> so and, weird. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and his his goal was to hit a thousand miles. So I just happened to stumble upon his stream in the stream where he hit a thousand miles. Cool. Uh, and so I was like, you know what, BDG, you've uh you've kind of inspired me. So I haven't I have an exercise bike and I've been trying to I think he did like he said he's he he did an hour a day and it's taken him like four months or something to hit a wow. thousand miles. I don't know what else he played. He was playing Celeste at the time. 
Gotcha. Um, which I don't know how he's playing Celeste while biking. Right. I can barely play Hyrule, War- <laughs> Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> so I did that for a little bit, and I was playing. It's like some games I'd like would stop biking and then be like, oh, wait, I stopped yeah. biking. My, like then- my feet are stuff. <laughs> But there are games where I played Final Fantasy VII Remake while biking sometimes, and I was doing boss fights, and I was pedaling so hard while doing yeah. those boss fights. So, like, huh. so, yeah, it depends on the game. You gotta get the right game. Yeah, I think that's what I need to figure out. But I, that's what I've been doing, and I've, I've, it's definitely like a nice start to the day. Uh, I nice. found. Um, so I don't know. My goal is to try and to see if I can do the thousand. Um, I'm at twenty four so far. So. We'll see. I'll uh, in four months uh, remind me if I continue <laughs> to bike or not. <laughs> Will do. Will do. Uh, and then the last thing I played is I did start Will of the Wisps. Yes. Yay. Nice. Uh, yeah. It it just immediately once you start getting to use the melee combat, it's already so much more satisfying than uh, the first one, and uh, I'm pretty sucked in. So sweet. I've got to focus on that and Spider-Man right now. Yeah, so for I game can of the year stuff? Do the game of the year stuff. Um, and then... But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing through the rest of that. All right. Uh, speaking of game of the year stuff, I played Doom Eternal for the first time. Oh, wow. That was nice. today. Uh, I beat the first mission, and that's probably all I'm going to do because I get the idea, and it's not for me, but I get it. And... It, that game plays really well. It looks really pretty, and it sounds really cool. The music's metal as hell, um, and I yes. I appreciate the game, and I can see why people love it. And it's just not for me. Um, I'd rather play Halo. It's doing almost the same thing as Halo, but I just enjoy what Halo is doing a bit more. Did you get the hook shot? I didn't know there was a hook shot. You, hook you get shot. that like the third or fourth mission, right? right? Yeah. Maybe I'll do it like a couple more times over the next week, uh, two weeks, because over the next two weeks I'm just going to be like going back and replaying parts of games that i'm considering for game of the year discussion Um, yeah because i i feel like your summary of of you you think halo does it better does makes me think you didn't really get the game it's like it's definitely different than halo or halo whereas halo is like more slow paced and like methodical and this is kind of more like yeah let's fucking go you know for the whole time um and that's why I think I like Halo more. I like the more slow methodical. But it's like, it's a first-person shooter with a guy in a big green space outfit, you know? That's where I'm getting at, where it's like Halo. If so you're, you're <laughs> literally nothing gameplay-wise, just the fact that it's two guys uh, in a it's green a, outfit. It's a fir- yeah, it's a first-person <laughs> shooter when you're, you're shooting monsters and you're, like, progressing linearly through a level. That's it's like it's like Halo in the most simple terms, you know. Of course, the games play like decently differently, but right, right. Like like Assassin's Creed Valhalla and and Breath of the Wild are basically the same game when you really like bring it down to the fact that you're playing as a long-haired person with a sword, uh, trying to defeat someone who's in a castle. Avor usually uses axes, but yeah, general idea. All right, my Avor uses a sword. <laughs> um, you get what I mean. Um, but and yeah, Link, Link can use axes. Maybe sure. I will uh, do a level or two more, but I don't know. We'll see. It's up in the air. It's definitely not going to be at the top of any of my lists for sure. 
uh, and then the other well, game that of I course not if you don't play the whole thing. <laughs> the other game that I started is Star Renegades, which is also a game that's on Game Pass. I had mentioned it last week. I want to say. Oh, is that the one that's like a... XCOM? Uh, yes. No. Yeah. No. No. It's not like XCOM. Star Renegades is a roguelike. That's roguelike uh... deck builder. No, it no, is a just roguelike. Turn Perry's JRPG roguelike. Okay. Um, it uses um. Octopath Travelers kind of HD pixel art thing, All and right. it looks it looks so cool. Uh, and the music is what I thought Cyberpunk's music should have been. Uh, it's just like a really cool techno soundtrack. Uh, I only played that for maybe like an hour or so. I didn't get super far into it. I just briefly played it. Uh, but so far, I'm really liking it. It it feels like a board game, the way that like. You're strategizing and taking it slow and thinking about your moves. It's less like about action reflexes, which a lot of video games rely on. It's more like a lot of things to consider. Like, okay, there's like a timeline at the top, uh, and that's the, the turn order. And you, like, you can hover over your moves and see where you'll be on the timeline, and you can see the enemy's moves on the timeline. And if you do your move before an enemy goes then it is a critical attack on that enemy. And if you do a crit, it tells you like, okay, uh, your crit will do this much more damage. It will heal you this much and it will push the opponent's move this far down the timeline. And if you push it off the timeline, then they get like a, like a break status where you, uh, they don't move that turn and then something else happens. So it's like a lot of like planning things out and having different characters that do different things and mixing and matching their moves to do like the most optimal thing. Yeah. It feels like you're playing a, a good, tabletop game with your friends um so i would highly recommend it to anyone that has game pass that likes board games so derek i'm looking at you i think yeah. this is a game that you could really dig and there's no reason for you not to try it because it's on game pass oh right i forgot the big announcement that i got an xbox oh crap yeah talk about that you secured yeah. yourself oh. an xbox well, I mean, there's not really much to talk about but yeah uh so that will i think by delivery date is like before january 8th so it'll, it'll be a little bit but uh i will check that out when i get it sweet where did you get your xbox from just out of curiosity uh walmart nice good old walmart yeah um but yeah that's it for me just those two games and then a ton of cyberpunk so i think it is a good time for us to take a break and then when we come back we're gonna dive super deep into cyberpunk 2077 get ready everybody Okay, guys, we have returned, and let's let's fucking talk about Cyberpunk 2077. We're here, the most uh, cyber clunk, the most uh, hyped up cyber flunk, uh, cyber junk. A lot of words that can be used here. Um, There is a lot of cyber junk in this game. Okay, yeah. where do we want to start? I think we should probably start by, before we talk about our experiences, let's talk about um, the the news that I have. So, this game is blowing up on the internet for being absolutely broken. Yep. Um, yeah. Doesn't run well, especially on base PS4 and Xbox One, which is what the game uh, launched on. There is no native PS5 or Xbox Series X version of the game. Um, 
so if you're playing on a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, it's just getting enhanced by the console, but it's still technically the PS4 and Xbox One version. Um, so it's kind of a shit show. I'm sure. I'm sure. Man, I suck at sh words. I'm sure <laughs> that uh, you've seen screenshots if you listen to a video game podcast. You've seen things about how bad this game looks, how textures aren't loading in. There's all sorts of technical bugs and issues. Um, and not just like Skyrim charming bugs and issues, which it has those, but it also has some great game-breaking ones. Um, so the game is kind of a fiasco as a whole. Um, so I have three little kind of articles here because CD Projekt Red has kind of dominated the news over the last week since people have been playing this. Um, first off, they wanted to apologize for not showing base PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game before launch. So this is kind of something I was talking about previously, uh, last couple weeks where I was getting nervous because they were forcing people to review the game on a very specific hardware, not letting them show, uh, like their own footage of the game. They had to use uh cd project red's footage in their reviews and i was like what are they hiding it's a little sketchy to me um so they they said that they made a mistake there um they shouldn't have done that and it was kind of uh lying to the their customers which it was this is not like this is bad yeah uh what they did is pretty unacceptable they basically just kind of lied to their consumer base saying like, hey, this is what the game's going to be. And then for a large majority of the people, because you got to remember a ton of people, majority of the people are probably playing this on a PS4 or an Xbox One because you can't get your hands on a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. Not everyone has a high-end uh, gaming PC. Yeah, the majority of what, 8 million pre-orders? Yeah. Um, plus, who, plus people who bought it at launch? Yeah, absolutely. It, I don't know, even I'm not saying I have a high-end computer, but like I got a re- pretty good one, and I'm only playing on medium settings, and it's still like I get frame rate drops down to eight FPS in places, and other really bad glitches and bugs, and yeah, it it's yeah. funny to me that the the only person that I and I feel like probably Jeff has spoken to that is enjoying this game is the person who's playing on a streaming platform. <laughs> yeah, uh, I asked Dante, a uh, friend of the show, former guest of the show, and I was like, hey, buddy, because he was said he's super excited about it. He talked to us. He said yeah. his whole thing about how he was using um, NVIDIA Now, G- or yeah, GeForce, GeForce Now, now uh, so that he could prep for it. And I asked him, I was like, hey, man, how's it going? Are you enjoying the game? I asked him to send an email, and he didn't do it. Uh, sad, Dante. Uh, but yeah, he was like, oh, I'm having a great time. I have no technical issues. I just watched a guy strum the guitar accurately for five minutes straight. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, huh, I don't know how you're doing that. But I'm I'm super happy that it's working well for him. Yeah. Uh, but that's not an experience that I had whatsoever. Uh, he, he's playing us- the game that got nine nines. And, yeah. And- uh, so that's another crazy thing is. Um, IGN specifically reviewed the the, the model the one that they were given initially, which was a PC version running on a what is it thirty eighty graphics card, right? Yeah, I think thirty eighty. Yep. And then they did a review on base Xbox One and PS4. the The PC one on the highest end uh, specs got a nine, 
and the PS4 and Xbox One version got uh was it a three? Four. four. It was four. a four. Um so yeah. It's it's an entirely different game based on what platform you're playing on. And unless you have the absolute best, then it's it's not a good game. It's it, 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 when you consider that that I think too, like Tikan saying like he doesn't have a bad, a, a terrible PC. Consider like right now, like yeah. there are so many people that you could you would consider what he has to be like mid tier right now or mid tier to high end because thirty seventies, thirty eighties, stuff like that, like the new CPUs aren't available to the general public. Yeah, they're True, like yeah. I mean, they're I like gotta... Xbox and PlayStation. They're just right. never they're in like, stock. Barely anybody has these things. Like people have them, but it's yeah. Like the general public isn't getting them. I like I have what I consider for a PC more towards the maybe like a PS4 Pro, and like my PC can barely run the game, and like I'm running it at like low setting 60, 60 to fifty frames per second. But like it, there's just weird glitches and. And weird thing, like I just stopped playing the game on my computer because I w- it was just like this isn't worth even trying to do. Yeah, uh, I'm lucky that I have a PS5 that can uh, run the game smoothly. But even yeah. then, my PS5, like it runs the game fine, but the glitches and bugs are are just numerous. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I want to hit these couple other things before we start talking about our own experiences. CD Projekt Red stock uh, dropped 29 percent. After the launch of Cyberpunk 2077, uh, they just tanked. Um, even though they they claim they made their they ba- they made back the cost of production and marketing with pre sales, right? Yeah, uh, which is insane. Just with pre orders. Um, and then immediately after the game comes out, there's just so much negative feedback around the game and CD Projekt Red's decisions around the launch of this game that their stock just tanked all of a sudden. Andrew, you were saying that the the owners of the of CD Projekt Red, or the heads of CD Projekt Red collectively lost like eight billion dollars worth of one stock billion dollars. Mo- Was it one billion? One billion. Okay, yeah, worth of stock money, and it's just it's yeah, they're not doing well and for a company that's always talked about like oh it's all about the experience first uh, um, quality first yeah and that is not what we got um so cd project and the, and the company that has so notoriously waved around the we don't overwork our employees and we don't crunch and then they obviously crunched yeah which is all bullshit around this and like, so like oh we're gonna make sure our employees get paid but only if it hits a 90 on metacritic so we're gonna not let you review the bad version of our game which they then said that they were apparently unaware of yeah, you know they, they they denied that they knew that the game was that bad. Yeah, um, they they walked back the the bonuses for their employee thing, saying we're going to give you the bonuses no matter what, just because of how much like scores have tanked on this game. Um, how much money they probably are making anyway? Yeah, uh, during an investors meeting, they kind of one of the investors yeah. was like, "What the? How did you this pass?" certification uh and it basically seems to have boiled down to like a waiver with xbox and playstation uh saying like we'll make good on this we promise that by the time the game launches it will be running and it just it wasn't um so it comes down to like we can't we no longer can trust game companies to like put out a 
broken game, you know, and then be like, oh, but come back and play it in, in two months. They said that in in uh, January they're going to have one major patch update, and then in February there's going to be another major patch update. But it's like, okay, yeah. put the and game out in February. Yeah. That it, Don't they launch have just it. it. They should have just delayed it another year. And they claim that like there was no higher ups or anything like forcing them to launch it, which is what my speculation was. Is like okay, they launched just because someone was forcing them to. Yeah, but they claim baffling. It's baffling to think that they said this is a finished game and it is ready to release. There's just no conceivable way that two, that one or more humans in that company looked at this and said, "Yeah, ship it." Right. What's funny and they. In that same investors call, I, I believe they mentioned that the reason they didn't give codes for the base PS4, base Xbox versions is because they were working on those up until the day it released. Yeah. Trying to <laughs> fix all of that. And they didn't. But, yeah. Like that means like on the day before, they pushed all of that to their like QA test, whatever. And they said, well, this is it. Yeah. Like, this is what we've got. It's baffling. It's truly uh, baffling. Yeah, it's baffling. Um, So, last thing I want to do is they put out, like, a big statement. Um, They just labeled it as an important update, uh, kind of regarding this shit show of a launch. Um, So, it says, Dear gamers, first of all, we would like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last-gen consoles before it premiered and, in consequence, not allowing you to make a more informed decision on your purchase. We should have paid more attention to making it play better on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Uh, Second, we will fix bugs and crashes and improve the overall experience. The first round of updates... (coughs) Excuse me have just been released and the next one is coming within the next seven days expect more as we will update frequently whenever new improvements are ready after the holidays we'll continue working we'll release two large patches starting with patch one in january this will be followed by patch two in february together these should fix the most prominent problems gamers are facing in the last gen consoles we will be informing you about the contents of each patch ahead of their release. They won't make the game on the last gen look like it's running on a high-end PC or next-gen console, but it'll be closer to that experience than it is now. Which, that statement as a whole was kind of like, well, cool. But, anyways. So, uh, when is, like, everything else going to get its updates? Never? <laughs> finally we would always like everyone who buys our games to be satisfied with their purchase we would appreciate if you we would appreciate it if you would give us a chance but if you are not pleased with the game on your console and don't want to wait for updates you can opt for a refund of your copy for copies purchased digitally please use the refund system in psn or xbox respectively for box versions please try to first get a refund on the store where you bought the game should this not be possible please contact us at cd project reds this email address and we will do our best to help you starting from today you can contact us up uh up until december 21st PS PC gamers will also be getting regular updates and fixes improving the game. Um, so they here acknowledge that they did tons of terrible, dumb things, but like none of it justifies it. You know, yeah, the damage is already done at that point. Uh, they're the big thing in this last paragraph is they're talking about people encouraging people to refund it. And so people attempted to do so and we're running into all sorts of issues 
Um, Sony because they just told the public that they can refund them without like negotiating that with Sony. Yeah, they yeah. didn't like do any <laughs> sort of work for this. They just said, "Yeah, go refund the game" without talking to Sony or Microsoft or Steam or wherever you got your game. Um, actually, I think you could only do it through consoles. They're not off. Like they weren't telling you to refund your PC copy. But anyways, um, basically Sony's policy is if you download a game, you can't refund it. So all, they're basically telling everyone, yeah, go have Sony refund your game. And Sony's like, no. Uh, yeah. And they're just like, yeah, sorry, can't do anything about it. Uh, so it's like fucking, it's insane. <laughs> like yeah. you think when you make a statement like that, you would have gotten in touch with these bigger companies that you're trying to tell people to go refund to and be like, hey, this is our problem. We'll eat the cost. But no, they're just saying, yeah, go go tell them you want your money back for this piece of shit that we made. It makes no sense. Yeah, I they will, just keep I making will. PR error after PR error. They're yeah. losing like all of the faith that their uh, their fans had. I will never trust CD Projekt Red again, and I don't see how anyone else can. Yeah, this is this is very baffling. Um, yeah. So that's kind of all of the shit that's been going on with the news and outside of the game itself. So let's talk about all four of us have spent the entire last week playing it. Like it released at the end of us recording last week's episode. So let's go. I want to go person by person and kind of give me your breakdown of the game. I, I, I want to say like real quick. Have, have we all at least finished the first act? I uh, beat the main story. You beat yeah, like I know Andrew, you beat the whole, Andrew, like, the whole the game. Main story mainlined it. What's and the... and that obviously comes with some caveats, which we'll get into. Is the first act after you uh you get Johnny Silverhand? Yes. Okay, then I've done <laughs> that. Get Johnny. Okay, so yeah. I'm I'm probably the not like not as into it as everyone. Okay. But I had I had just beat the first act. That's all I've done. Okay. Um. So I guess let's start with you, Derek. You okay. you beat the first act and then put it down indefinitely correct i don't know all right tell me give <laughs> I know. me just go on like a five ten minute rant whatever you want to do just talk to me about cyberpunk all right so i i'll just start with the timeline i downloaded it we you know we, we we did the podcast last week we were talking about how like literally like the, the game was out when we finished the podcast um, so I downloaded it on my PC, uh, for PC, it was out on Steam, and I started playing it, and I was like, okay, this is cool, I chose my, uh, the, the Corpo start, it, the game was starting, I did the things, you know, I went through the, the prologue, I was like, oh, that was kind of short, maybe that's not the whole prologue, maybe I'm still in the prologue, whatever, um, and I played for a little bit, and then it got to be, like, midnight, and I was like, you know what? Let's let's get the PS5 version up and running. I want to do a comparison. So I stopped playing. Uh, oh, it it wasn't running well on my computer, which I expected. My my computer, I don't have a great CPU. My GPU is okay, but my CPU isn't great. So I I figured I was going to have a little difficulties there. Um, I did try it out on GeForce Now, which Dante had done, and that that ran really g- great and looked really cool. And I was like, okay, this is like an option. If for me, because my PC doesn't run great, and if it doesn't run great on PS5, I have at least this to play it on. Whatever, everything seemed okay at that point. Nothing like crazy. Nothing was like, hmm, I don't know about this game. Uh, started playing it on PS5. I did a, a Nomad, and 
the point where I started to get kind of a bad feeling was when I did the whole Nomad intro, and then I watched the same exact montage that played in the Corpo <laughs> thing mm-hmm. and played the same exact mission after that montage, and I was like, oh, that was the prologue. Yes. That was the introduction storyline that they've toted over these past like six months as being this huge like yeah like what your character choice in the beginning matters who you are as a character matters no it doesn't it It doesn't matter at all so as as someone who's played more and andrew can attest to this too the only thing that it does is you get that maybe 20 minute like beginning thing which varies on how you meet jackie it basically, uh, right. the, basically, from what I've heard, the only thing it changes is the the like geographical location in which you start the game, and so then you get some like and different then dialogue and, options, and, and then dialogue, dialogue options, options that have no effect on the anything. Because like I, as a nomad, I've been like said to people like, "Hey, maybe you should consider like leaving this life and like going and spending time with the nomads and clearing your head." And not a single person has said, "Yeah, that's a good idea." There, every single one just basically ignores what i'm saying so whatever like uh the origin whatever they're called that you start with is completely irrelevant life path life path life path yeah entirely irrelevant so So, yeah and i i was a i picked street kid you picked street kid yeah and so i don't know if it's the same way with nomad and corpo but all of the street kid dialogue options are the most stereotypical gangster dialogue i have ever seen (laughs) it's like like I could be having a completely normal conversation with an NPC or a, or a story character or whatever, and choosing the the you know polite dialogue options up until that point, and then all of a sudden, or even like the story dialogue options, because when you're going through dialogue trees, there's like three blue ones which are just filler. Like they're yeah, just it, if you want which, the conversation to last longer, and then right. you have an orange one which actually progresses the conversation. So the three blue ones have absolutely no. <laughs> like impact on Which, the story whatsoever i feel like that's like now a commonplace in these kind of rpgs where yeah. like yeah not all, like if you're a lore nut and want to like really dive into these characters you can ask them all the questions you know but if you don't really care just do the things yeah, I, I feel so, like, yeah. so you can go through three or four of those and then all of a sudden a street kid dialogue option pops up and you're like, oh, okay, let me pick this. And so up until that point, you could be a completely normal person. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, well, what the fuck, yo? Well, why don't you step to my face, you know? And it's like, (laughs) and I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) I'm like, that's such a non sequitur. (sighs) T-Con, did you do street kid as well? I did street kid, yeah. Okay, so I don't, for I I didn't do Street Kid I like did the Nomad and I know Jeff you did the Nomad so mm. the Corpo the at least like the Nomad like it's like oh you're like kind of like you're just doing the smuggle thing and then like I don't know you're just trying to escape the Nomad you're trying to start this new life it doesn't really like it, it, that's the true the first the the one at least that feels like like you're, oh you're just trying to start over in Night City that one like it kind of makes sense like that maybe things wouldn't go anywhere uh, i have more to say on that later but the corpo one sets up this whole like intricate like plot thread with arasaka and then just drops it completely <laughs> and it's crazy <laughs> like you're you work for arasaka and your like manager comes to you and he's like hey like th- we've got this issue going on and then he like personally comes to you and is like hey like 
what would it take to like have you go off this lady and it's like this lady that works for the arasaka corporation and it's like his like competitor like career wise and he's like you know like she's been giving me a hard time she's been fucking things up like under the table like you're my bitch like go kill her and you're like all right so that's why you go meet jackie and he's like yeah you know you give him the shard and you're like look like this is the lady this is the job we're gonna set up and it's like okay i was like oh this is awesome we're gonna like pull this kind of job off and something maybe i don't know something's gonna go wrong i don't know like are we gonna off this lady like this is a cool thread to go off of no in the middle of the conversation these are soccer agents come up to you and just say hey we know what's going on and you're like literally like dialogue options are like how and they're like we just know and they punch <laughs> you out they like knock you out and then like take the shot like, or they like do something they like hack your brain or i don't know it's like this stupid you're like unable to do anything then jackie's like like hey you know knock it off guys you know and they're like just give us the information who told you and then you like give up your boss and then the montage happens and apparently from what i've read the only other reference to that throughout the entire game is at one location and it might be in a side quest you see the grave of your former boss but nothing related happened to it so it, it's like clearly there's pe- there were pieces there's pieces in this game of like that they intended for these things to matter and they couldn't finish it in time so they just cut it all out like it got too big so they just cut the whole content uh like i feel I see, like i don't think that's a they didn't finish it in time this is the game well, the I, things I, they're working on now are like bug fixes, and that I'm is saying, an entire problem. In and yeah, of that's what Derek's saying. It's like, like, oh, we we have to launch, so we can't connect all yeah. of these plot points that we were trying to connect. Let's just drop it, what, and maybe people won't notice. What, what it does it really like, matter to the it game? It feels like that's such a that would be such a integral part to the game. To you know, like it would take way more time for them to actually flesh that out. I guess think about <laughs> yeah. it in this way, like if. There's part of the game that can only be accessed via dialogue options. Mm-hmm. What if we remove all of that part of the game? Then all that's in there is the dialogue options, right? So it's mm-hmm. basically like they just took a quest line out. Like, oh, here's all these quests related to your life path. We didn't finish them. Like, at some point, they don't go anywhere. Or it was getting too big or whatever. They had to cut content. Maybe, maybe it was back in March when uh like they had to delay it again or something so they cut all that out like so all that's in there is just like these dialogue options that seemingly start to lead up to things um i know in the heist mission uh for the first act you, you there's you have an option to go meet with the militech lady i don't know if you guys did that or not i did but yeah yeah as the nomad there's like these dialogue options that make it seem like you're like oh you're having a problem with your convoys like getting <sighs> uh attack like you know i i used to be a nomad like i could kind of help you out there and it seems like you're like starting to build this relationship with this militech lady and like offer you a job and it seems like from her dialogue that she's starting to go with it and be like okay like me and you we're okay we can kind of like build a little relationship here and like you can work for me and it's like this is going to open up a whole quest line and then at the end of it she's like you know what fuck you about yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me. I'm like, oh, so none of that. It, it just, it's like, it, you when you're playing an RPG like this, 
and you're going through these dialogue options and you think you're opening up like game like storylines like things for your character like for your characters to become and then it doesn't lead to anything it's like oh well, well then why is that even in here i think one of the biggest issues this game has is it's trying to have its cake and eat it too in the way that uh v uh we as the players are new to night city but v is not and especially with the nomad story it starts with v not knowing anything about uh night city and then it as a player, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm not going to know anything. My character's not going to go know anything. I'm going to build relationships with characters and really get to know the city. But then that montage happens, and it's like a six right. months later thing. And uh, V meets all these people, builds all these relationships, which is something I, the player, should be doing. And then it puts you in her shoes or his shoes, whatever you did. And... I have no relationships with any characters. I'll just walk into a new area in the map and my phone will be, I'll get a text message from someone saying, Hey, let me know uh, if you want to do any jobs. I'm that guy that you talk to that, you know, that gives out jobs. So there's like, no, there's no personality in anything except for what they're trying to like, do with some of the main characters, but I don't care about any of them. They don't do a good job of making me care. I, f like, I feel like that montage was like, they had to cut out uh five hour four hour portion of the game that like got too complex because they had to make it for each life path or something so they and just then have them all connected yeah yeah right? it it's, seems like a cop out that that first mission with jackie and it just yeah it, it, and what you said earlier derek so bad me. so in what manner exactly did your character meet jackie in which way the in, the nomad in, corpo. Uh, in corpo jeff so, can explain yeah. nomad, so in in the corpo you know v already knows jackie okay and you go you meet him at his i think it's his mom's bar technically i think all right you go you go meet him here and like hey like i know like you and i have a good relationship we can do like i know you can help me with this heist kind of thing it's not like i like nomad you don't know jackie he's this guy you just meet up with to do this job with yeah and you're trying like, to smuggle something into the city and he's just yeah. like this guy that you're doing and it with do, okay. like comparing those two things was really cool because it was like oh i get to see this different side of jackie like trying to like he like he in that way he's like in the no bad he's like man you know i don't know if this is gonna work are you gonna be able to pull this off like are we gonna pull this off like and then in the corpo he's like yeah i think okay i think we got this like me and you are buds like we can do this like, <laughs> and, but I think, uh, and I think that the, the fact that they tried to, you know, make all of these threads convene into one, like, almost identical playthrough, no matter which life path you actually chose, is pretty insane. Because the street kid option is, oh. is you get a job from some other guy. His name's like Kirk or some shit. Uh -huh. uh, so you start in a bar, you get a job from him. Your job is to steal a car. You go and try to steal that car, and Jackie, who you've never met before, pulls a gun on you. Yeah, he opens the door, puts a gun to your temple. The cops come. You guys get arrested. And then, and then Jackie and V are just like, "All right, guess best friends now." Yeah, they're, he's like, <laughs> "They're like, you just they're like, did we just become best friends ten minutes ago, and now we're friends?" Yeah, and, pretty much. The, yeah, Boom, the, six the, months later. Yeah. So <laughs> each three of those is very different way of meeting him, but post six month montage, 
it's all three of them are completely irrelevant. It's like none of them yeah. happened. Right. It didn't matter at all. Yeah. But like and the, the fact kid is the most random and it doesn't tell you why he was there, why he pulled the gun on you, why he wanted the car. It was just like, hey, what's up? Here's a gun. Best friends, right? You're like, oh, wait, guys, what? we need to inject Jackie into this story. Here you go. Yeah. Well, I, that's why I feel like there was, there probably was a story, like a quest there where like you meet Jackie in jail. Maybe, maybe you guys broke out of j- prison together or like you both get out and he's like, you know what? Like yeah, the, a relationship probably, there was probably a quest or something that built that relationship. And eventually you get to the point where like he helps you restart your life like in the corpo or in the nomad in night city or like maybe you like you guys get on good feet and he, like the, the whole thing the whole theme between the three is like at some point you have to restart your life whether it's nomad where yeah you it's your first time in night city or street kid where you get arrested or corpo where you literally get fired from your job and you have nowhere else to go so jackie helps you get back on your feet kind of thing and like it's just the fact that they they had to like input a montage cutscene. Like I skipped the cutscene. I didn't want to. I didn't care. It was so dumb. It was just them yeah. having yeah. drinks, like dancing and, beating, and stuff, yeah, like beating up people. Yeah, it was so dumb. Um, I, so I, yeah. What was the moment for you, Derek? Like, how? Like, explain. Like, at what point you're like, okay, I need to stop. What was like that moment? Um, I I would say when. I th- like after I had played both the the P- the PC beginning the, the play PC part and then I played my PS5 beginning and then I started like I guess reading about other people's experiences and the rest of the game and how like it was clear that none of this stuff mattered that kind of started to sour it for me and then I do I will say like as I played the game a little more I was like you know, I do see, like, there are some redeeming qualities to it. I think, I like, I've been having fun when I'm playing it, and I do like kind of uh, going around in the world, and, and like, Night, Night City is a pretty cool place, but then it's like, oh, this weird glitch happens, or, like, ugh, one of the worst things that, kind of like really like really put a sour taste in my mouth is i was sitting on top of like a water tower i just finished like a side thing or whatever and there was like a thing on top of the water tower and i i collected whatever it was i killed all the gang members and then i turned around and there was a there's like a freeway bridge and you could see cars coming on the freeway bridge except none of them moved past past a specific point because they weren't actually being rendered into the game it was just like it was like in Final Fantasy VII when they have the animated background. <laughs> and that was when I was like, this game, like, isn't done. Yeah, it's absolute, like, they didn't finish making it. Or Not that it's not done, it's, they, it's not what they said it would be. Mm. Uh, it's such want, a, a, it's, such, it's just a analogy. basically. Yeah, my... <laughs> Ice cream, let's go. <laughs> I, I said this to Dante, like, Dante and I were going back. Dante is loving this game. He's having a great time. And I was, like, trying to not be, like, like super downer about it. Because I, I do, like, I there are times when I'm enjoying this game. And so I, I, like, gave him this analogy of where, like, you go to an ice cream shop and you order an ice cream sundae. And I, I, like, I like ice cream sundaes. And, like, 
sometimes you have your specific toppings that you want. And so it's like going to an ice cream place and they, they have all the toppings you want. And specifically, they have walnuts. I really like walnuts on my ice cream sundae. And the feeling this game gave me is they told me, you know what? There's going to be walnuts on this sundae and you're you're going to love it. And then I got Maybe the even sundae. Some sprinkles too. That, don't even get me started about the sprinkles, Andrew. <laughs> 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 the sprinkles were there, but I don't even want to get started on this. But uh, yeah, and instead of the walnuts, it was peanuts. And I was like, no, I like I wanted like I'm looking for the walnut crunch, not a peanut crunch and taste like i would say instead of walnuts there just weren't any walnuts at all maybe yeah, like, like maybe three-fourths of the amount of ice cream you ordered you know and that's what the whole thing is is like it seems like with with this whole game like jeff said it was like like oh yeah i have it right now here it's so my my response to derek talking about the walnuts is it's like i ordered walnuts it had no walnuts on it they said that they were gonna have walnuts walnuts in like two to three months and that the ice cream but the ice cream itself was okay, but I'm definitely not going to go back to that place for ice cream because the, by the time that they may have walnuts, that I'm going to be into a new ice cream place that I'm way more invested. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, and it's just... It's unfortunate. I know, Andrew, you did bring, bring up in, in our text thread my quote from... <laughs> oh my yeah, god. So I, I have this is been, fucking amazing. Uh, I have been listening to the Game Sharks podcast kind of in celebration of our first year. Um, happy happy 50th episode, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Uh, and I just got to episode 29. Uh, we were talking about a cyberpunk delay or some cyberpunk related news aside from aside from cyberpunk itself it is hilarious to go back and listen to the time sensitive material that we that we discuss and and our predictions and our takes and how sometimes we predict things super accurately or other times this where if i'll pull up I'll pull up the direct quote right now. This is incredible. Yeah, episode episode twenty nine. Oh, what you're talking about? Yeah. Episode twenty nine <laughs> of the Game Sharks podcast. Derek Motherfucking Wiseman says, "Quote: I don't think Cyberpunk can suck suck enough to make me not want to play it." End quote. <laughs> and here we are. It sucks so much he doesn't want to play it. I, no, I wouldn't go that far. I do want to play it, and I am playing it. It just sucks more than i thought it would <laughs> more than episode 29 derek thought it could yeah yeah well yeah uh, it's just uh, da- uh it's just disappointing Tcon, i want you to talk a little bit because you're still actively playing the game correct yeah so um, today and yesterday was no i have not beaten it yet um because uh i was kind of taking it slow but um Today and yesterday is probably the most fun I've had with it so far, and like the most I've thought about it and wanted to play. Okay. Um, at first, uh, I was pretty disappointed because I've been I've been so so hyped about this game. Um, it's got a lot of elements like mashed together uh, of video games that I love, um, and I was all for it. And just like starting it out. Like the whole street kid thing, like it just being a super random beginning and then it completely drops it and it's like there's no story there and it just throws you into a completely different story and everything, it just, everything doesn't look great. 
Like it's just kind of meh. And like I said before, I, I would agree with Derek. I have a mid to high tier computer. Like I got a RTX 2070 graphics card. I have a newer CPU. I have a ton of RAM and everything. Like I, I put a decent amount of money into my computer, and it still everything like looks kind of crappy. I'll. I swapped down to just medium settings. Like I turned RTX off and everything, and I'm still getting places where I drop to eight frames a second. And I, it's would, like I would recommend shutting off uh, motion blur, shutting off head sway, shutting off the depth of field, lens flare, all of those stupid, like, oh, look at how visually cool this game is. Shut all that off because it makes it run terribly. All right. Uh, it it will... helps a bit. I will have to try that because like I'll just be driving around or just walking around and it, it's just unplayable and I either have to pause it and wait a couple minutes or just like restart it. Yesterday I ran into a thing where I was in the middle of a gunfight and all of a sudden my sniper just wouldn't shoot and I'm just <laughs> hitting the button and nothing. <laughs> I make it like I got ammo. I knew I had ammo. I just crafted a bunch of ammo. I'm like, I don't have just a random level requirement. All of a sudden, my other guns were working, so I had to reload the save. Uh, today, uh, um, I started using a smart pistol. I swapped to it, and it just was firing. I didn't hit the <laughs> I didn't hit the button. Nothing, and it just reloads and fire and keeps firing. I'm like, I'm gonna get arrested. I'm gonna die or something. I had to reload the save again. Um, but like, besides that, and it's kind of looking like crap and not polished. I'm kind of starting to enjoy it. The story's kind of, kind of getting me. Um, it is intriguing. Uh, I've started doing the side missions more. There's only really one character. Like I actually like, well, maybe two that I actually care about. And it's Pan Am. I just I just met her, but I really like Judy. I feel like I feel for Judy a lot. And then um Goro. I, I really like him a lot too, actually. He's the six armed guy from Mortal Kombat? No. No, it's his first name. Uh the Takimura. The, yeah, Takimura. Um I, I actually I actually like him. Um but I don't know. It, like you can just tell the game's not refined. Like everything just this is what I've been saying from the very beginning is everything just feels clunky. Driving feels clunky. Uh, like just moving around feels clunky traversing. Cause like you can jump up and climb and stuff. That's really clunky. It, the animation looks awful. Um, the whole gunplay and melee is kind of clunky. Like I try and do stealth and whatnot, and it's like I'm not even seen. And then all of a sudden, like there's just a hundred different eyes on me, and then I'm getting picked off. And yeah, or stealth seems entirely irrelevant in this game. And, and it sucks because like I started putting a lot of stuff into stealth. Like if I'm crouched behind cover, and like uh, I'd get bonus damage. If I have a silencer, I get bonus damage. So like for my one like my first shot i can one shot headshot most people with a silenced pistol behind cover but then stealth is like completely irrelevant after that because it's like the bodies just explode and they run all over the place um so i feel like i wasted a lot of points there for a while i was just running around with a sword like a madman just slashing at everything popping uh health, <laughs> health things um and like 
it was kind of comical, but like it wasn't fun because it just felt dumb. Like I like this is supposed to be like a first person shooter, and like there's so much that you can put into like your shooting stats to make it better. So I'm slowly switching how I do things. I'm going mostly like still silenced pistols, and I'm gonna try sniper rifles now uh, for more long range because I tend to like uh, that play style better. Um, but I don't know. I'm going to keep playing it. Like, I enjoy it, but it's not nearly at all what I thought it was going to be. It's pretty disappointing. It makes me feel like maybe it's not as bad as Anthem because Anthem just disappeared into the void apparently. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to beat the main campaign and I'm going to see how I feel after the main storyline if I want to if there's enough in it to keep me going or not. Uh Andrew, you did beat the main storyline and I did. you have uninstalled it from your PS5 it is. since. Yes, that's oh. correct. So, <laughs> I think so, uh, maybe maybe I I thought of this uh today actually I might download it on my PS4 as an experiment to oh, see just, to just see how it bad it runs. That'd be fun. Um so yeah, I uh I beat the main story on I think Monday or Tuesday. Uh I basically just at a certain point decided to mainline it and after that it goes by so fast. Hmm. <laughs> there's like there's so little meat to the game and i think the only depth exists in the quantity of the systems so like mm-hmm. there are like 20 different skill trees but the only depth that exists is that there are 20 of them there like <laughs> once you get into the individual skill trees and i don't know how it is for the other 19 but for the one that i decided to invest in because realistically, unless you're playing this game for 200 hours, which within its current state, I don't think anyone will subject themselves to. Uh, you Dante can really sounds like you will. Yeah, maybe, maybe Dante. So maybe Dante can uh, can tell us a little bit about it. But uh, based on the amount that it seems like the four of us are going to play the game, you really only have enough time to to you know spend on one skill tree to actually get the full scope of it. Yeah, if you um, try to mix and match, you will won't do anything. Yeah, it's which like is you what I to... was doing. So I feel like I've wasted so many points. Yeah, you yeah. need to hard focus on one thing in order to get any sort of enjoyment out of it. <laughs> yeah, so you basically have to guess from the start which skill tree is going to actually be the most fun. Because like you, Tcon, I chose a melee build, and I was all katanas. I did a little bit of grinding in the beginning of the game to get. Um, Mantis arms, which uh, I just are got those today. Super, they're super cool conceptually. It's like it's cybernetic, so you know you're part, you're a cyborg, you're part robot or whatever, and you just transform your arms into praying mantis blades, which are really cool. But then once you actually use them in combat, they're just the same as regular swords in their <laughs> functionality. They don't actually add anything, you know. Yeah, no, you can't for you, like. He would. I kept just stabbing the guy in the chest and lifting him up. I'm like, yeah. Okay, which, well, by the way, like, is the slow, like, the cool? most cool. Yeah, it's the most cumbersome animation they could have possibly chosen for and an I, instant it, kill with this weapon. 
it kept happening when I was in a group of people too. So I'm like, cool. I'm going to wait like 15 seconds for this animation while I just die. Yeah. So you, you, it doesn't actually change from the regular katanas. And once you like have a few points in that skill tree, you're just one shotting every enemy. All you have to do is hold down your, your strong attack button and you straight up cut off their heads. Yeah. And then, so the combat basically doesn't exist from what I've experienced with the gum, the gunplay, it's pretty bare bones. It's just another shooter. Like it's none a, of the, it's a none of the, shooter at that. Yeah. None of the guns do anything unique. You know, it's not like Borderlands or Far Cry where you have these fun weapons that you'd think would exist in a cyberpunk universe. Yeah, um, like I was pretty excited to try the smart weapons. I used one, and so I don't know if this was because they had like a block on me or something, but I was shooting one earlier and it wasn't hitting the guy. The bullets just went every everywhere else but the people, and it's supposed to be a thing where. They Did you have the too. enhancement on it? You're supposed to. You have to have I'm, a certain hand, hand mod. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I had it on because <laughs> it was working. Like ten minutes before, it was seeking people, but then all of a sudden, it seeked everything but the people. And I was like, <laughs> "Screw this! I'm going back to just my the revolver I was using." Yeah. So after playing the game for maybe ten hours, that was kind of where it sunk in for me. Like I do not enjoy anything about this game. Uh, maybe maybe that's a little overstepping it, but because I really like the story, uh, I think it's really intriguing. Um, but the problem is, it's the parts move leading up to the story are so tedious and unnecessary. the The story quests and a lot of the side quests I played too are boiled down to talk to person for like five minutes and then go to another location and talk to another person or follow the first person to another location then talk to another person. Yeah, there's so, a lot of just then walking around, following people, talking to, talking people, to people with like so, people, such uninteresting, inconsistent, non-sequitur dialogue. Uh, and then eventually at the end of the cons, like you'll, you'll probably go to negotiate with somebody and then end up killing them. You know, no matter what dialogue options you choose. Yeah. And so it's like. <laughs> yeah, there was one quest that I was doing with uh, the, was it the Pacifica people? Um, and they were like trying to attack a Netrunner. And he's trying to get you like on his side. So you go up and he starts talking. And I guess I just looked at him wrong and he just immediately stops talking. I just came attacking me. I was like, wait, there was supposed to be something here. And then I ended up just killing him. Hmm. Yeah. So the actual like in between parts aside from just start quest and then like do a fight are just so uninteresting. Uh, and then, and then, like I said, the fighting isn't that interesting either. So I feel like I'm just going around doing busy work for hours and it's not rewarding because the actual weapons are just like random cyber tech bullshit that fills up my inventory yeah there's just so much like junk in this game and yeah and there's too much there's so much in this game everywhere it's sensory overload there's just from the number of skill trees to the amount of like collectibles like when i in the beginning of the game and throughout the game i was so like half paying attention to the dialogue because I was going around the rooms trying to pay attention to, to like shit in the environment and just mm. picking picking up so much equipment. 
Mm. Like, there's just 20 things in one room, and I'm like, what the hell? And then I, yeah, I feel I like every five minutes, thing. I'm over encumbered. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I just break down weapon after weapon after weapon because they're all the same. Nothing does like really anything different. And it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to use the strongest pistol I have right yeah. now. Yeah. I think I delete everything else under that. I yeah. eventually just stopped picking stuff up. Yeah, me too. I think the city. Is, oh, I can't help it. I, I really like uh, Night City, except the game never actually really gives you a chance to like to experience it unless you go out of your way to find a spot where you can do that because so much of it just feels the same and nothing actually stands out uh and a lot of the side quests and quests i was doing are just in alleys and in bars i've already been in you know yeah. so i just fucking think this game is too much and none of it is actually like meaningful. Yeah. I don't like I I haven't bought a single gun, a single like weapon because they just I feel like it's pointless. They cost yeah. so much to buy. And you will and it, everything in the shop is weaker compared to the random junk you just will eventually yeah. find on the side of the road. And I'm always getting quests to buy a vehicle and I never do because like you start out with two vehicles and none of them look really yeah. that like appealing and I and they're all like super expensive too. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna keep using this car, or this motorcycle, or hey, that's a cool car on the side of the road. I'll just but don't steal you want one for right now? Tikan, don't you want to buy a car from the twenty people who sell you cars? No, because they'll call you all the time about dude. What is buy their cars? Why is there like that's, that's what I'm saying? Like there's... I get all these quests and people calling me to buy a car, and I'm like, there's three types of missions. There's, there's what jobs, gigs, gigs, and, and then... side jobs. And then cars you can buy. And there's like 15 <laughs> people who are trying to sell you a car. And yeah. it's not like they do anything different. All the cars do the same exact thing. So why are they harping so hard on trying to get you to buy another car yeah. when you Which, start by the, the way, game with one? By the way, the driving in this game is straight ass. Yeah, the driving. I know. It's it really so feels bad. so bad. Driving a and motorcycle it, feels a little bit better, but it's only because you're slightly it? more. It's only because you're slightly more maneuverable. I yeah. don't really think that terrible. it is that much more maneuverable. And the, fact, <laughs> the fact that it starts you in first person driving is awful. Yeah, I don't know why I can't anybody get the would camera do that. high enough to like see where I'm going. It's so yeah, low right? that the, the yeah. car itself obstructs like two thirds of the view. Yeah, uh, this uh, this game I think is the Mike Narducci of video games, uh, <laughs> where this game, CD Project, CD Project Red said to me six months ago, "Hey, want to watch me dunk this basketball?" And then when they jumped on December tenth, they were two feet under the net. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you have the right shoes, he just didn't have yeah. the right shoes. Once once his shoes deliver in two months, then it'll be good. Then he can dunk. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, that's a true story. <laughs> um, all right, I uh, want to give. Do you have any wrap up things that you want to say, Andrew? Uh, yeah, I basically think that this game is is just a bunch of pretentious, edgy bullshit for the sake of being pretentious and edgy. Uh, and none of it matters. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, so last place I left you guys off was I texted the group saying. I think I may be coming around on it because previously I had been like crap talking it. And then so I said to you guys, hey, I might be starting to enjoy this a bit. Um, since then, as of yesterday, I decided I am entirely done with this game and I'm never going to play it again. Whoa. I have, wow. I have put it down and I don't want to touch it. 
Um, I'm not going to want to start it up again unless in February they're like, this game is perfect. And like everyone is saying, like, I need the three of you to be saying, like, oh, no, this game is incredible now. Unless that happens, which I don't expect it to, I don't see myself going back and playing this game. Um, so it's like, like you've all been saying, it's just riddled with issues. So many technical issues that make it so frustrating to try to play this game. Um, and underneath those, if you can see past the technical issues, yeah. If there were no glitches, no bugs, it's still, it, it's still it mediocre. Feels, it still feels shallow. Uh, so one of the big things, kind of like my big stopping point, because I'm echo. I'm if I were to just rant, I would be echoing a lot of what you guys already said. Um, the one of the big things for me was like none of the playstyles felt good. Um, eventually I started to work towards like a cyber hack build, which is kind of like this game's equivalence of magic. I was doing a magic build. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to get kind of excited about that. I started dumping all of my points into intelligence, started dumping all of my points into quick hacks, and I was getting all these cool quick hacks. Um, so I'd be like walking around and I'd scan someone and I would use the electrocute thing and like zap them or I would light them on fire and then I would shut off cameras and stuff or like use cameras to like see someone and hack them through the camera. And it was like starting to get really cool and I was enjoying it. And then I realized. <coughs> that there are about maybe 10 to 12 uh, cyber hacks in the entire game. And then once you have them all, the only thing you can do is upgrade their rarity from common to uncommon to rare to epic to legendary. And it just changes their damage numbers or how long the thing is active for. So once I had decided like I'm going to be a cyber hacker, it was about three to five hours before I was like, Oh, I've exhausted this, and at this point, all it is is higher numbers. If I keep doing it, and I was just like, yeah. "What the, what the fuck?" Just when I was getting really excited about something in this game, it just showed to be that it was shallow and empty. And I was like, "Cool." So I decided I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna mainline this." I think I told that to you, Andrew. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, I'm done. I don't like this game very much. I'm gonna mainline it basically and just get the story done and be done with it." Um, and yesterday I was doing one side mission because I really like Delamain, the character that's like an AI that has his own yeah. service. Uh, yeah. Car. yeah, I do like him. Delamain's cool. So I was just doing my business and all of a sudden Delamain called me. He's like, I'm having a meltdown. I need you to come help me. I was like, okay, cool. I'll go there and help him. I like him as a character. I'll do really? the side mission. Delamain was almost non-present for me. Really? Did you yeah. get all the cars? What do you mean? Not yeah, I'm like so, so he has a thing where he has like these rogue AI cars and oh like nine no, of them. I did not do that. Okay, so I collected all of those and then you do more stuff with him. Um, so many quests would just pop up for me and I'm already in the middle of doing something. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll get to that later. And then it just gets lost in the fucking sea of side quests. Yeah, that that's the, that's one of my biggest issues is people just texting and calling you with missions as opposed yeah. to you need, needing to go up and like interact with people and have there be like a conversation and a story to start a mission. Yeah. Like legit, in Skyrim. Legit every 30 seconds, like I would do a dialogue option and get called by fucking Regina Jones and then do another dialogue option and then get called again by Regina Jones. And I'm like, leave me alone. Yeah. That was one of my big, one of my notes here is like, why is V doing this? If she's like on a timer, she's like, I'm going to die in a certain amount of time. Why is she just going around doing doing random tasks for random people? That was trying to get money? None of it made sense. Why are you doing any sort of side quest? Yeah, the number one rule about 
fucking storytelling in this in expansive universes is don't put a sense of urgency in the story so that you can go <laughs> yeah. realistically do hundreds of hours of side quests and they did that yeah um so anyways i went to go help delamine uh so you go back to his headquarters and he's basically been like hacked or something and he like the ai is freaking out and like dying or whatever uh and this this mission this side mission was the last straw for me so when I went there, there were so many like particle particle effects of like electricity and whatnot that it was running at a consistent twenty frames a second, if not lower, for this entire like maybe twenty minute mission. Any dialogue, so like Delamain was talking the whole time, and sometimes Johnny Silverhand would pop up and say stuff. None of that was coming through. It was just words on the bottom of the screen. So if I didn't have the captions on at the bottom, I wouldn't have heard any of it. So, like, V would say something, and then Johnny or Delamain was supposed to be saying something, and they just weren't. Uh, and there was, there was a bug where, like, so I was killing these robots, and they had legendary components in them, or, like, epic components, which are really hard to find. And it would have the little icon on them saying, like, hey, you can pick the, something up off of this. And I would walk around it and look at it in every fashion I could, and it just wouldn't let me pick up anything. Oh, that off drives the body. me. It happens so insane. <laughs> much. And then there, there was an audio loop stuck of like a guy and a girl getting murdered, which I think were irrelevant to what was going on here because it was about an AI car. Uh, and that just would play. It would loop every 10 seconds. It'd be like Holy a dude just going, ah, and then a girl going, ah. And then just like big banging sound, just clunks, and then it would just continuously loop. And I finished that mission, and I said, "I'm fucking done. I'm not doing this. Well, this game is broken." Jeff, it it seems that you might be one of the only people who even has a chance to go back to it because Derek's breaking news is really fucking important. You guys uh, ready for this? Okay. Oh. Cyberpunk 2077 has been removed from the PlayStation Store. All customers will be offered a full refund. What the fuck? Yeah. Seriously? This happened yeah. 10 minutes ago. Play, like, PlayStation.com blog post. Is this a PlayStation decision? Yes, this is a PlayStation decision. Holy shit. Andrew, you going to get a refund? They got hammered with wanting asking, refunds. Yeah. And they were just like, fuck this. Pull it from the store. Offer it to everybody. That is... That is insane. Whoa. Okay. If that doesn't just, like, show you that this game is broken and unplayable, I don't know what to say. This is, is this the greatest, like disaster in video games i would i, I would think it put is. good money on this being the single greatest <sighs> launch blunder in video game history the only other game i know of that has ever been like released and then removed from the store was um the i think it was the batman arkham knight release on steam was so oh, bad it was a real it, horrible yeah. port they released it, they removed it from Steam, and I don't think it came back on for, like, another, like, eight months. Damn. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Holy shit. I mean, shit. It, well, Anthem was pretty bad to where they had to completely revamp the game, but... But they never had to remove it from the store. Yeah, I, like, it, they didn't get, get this much 
backlash. It was just the game was just like lacking content. It wasn't broken or anything. It just was. It was very plain. But this, a lot of people yeah, finished like the game is... too before they realized it wasn't great. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. Uh, that's just literally what it was. It's just lacking uh, most content, and it was very like dry story. But yeah, this is just that's crazy. Uh, so from what I'm reading, it sounds like you don't even have to opt in. They are just giving you the money back. And it's just like, okay, here you go. Really? Sick. I played yep. Cyberpunk for free. It says, um, you bitch. <laughs> SIE, which is Sony Interactive Entertainment, strives to ensure a high level of customer satisfaction. Therefore, we will begin to offer a full refund for all gamers who have purchased Cyberpunk 2077 via the PS store. SIE will also be removed from Cyberpunk 2077 from PlayStation... We'll be removing it from the PlayStation Store until further notice. Once we have confirmed that you have purchased the game via the PlayStation Store, we'll begin processing your refund. Please note that completion of your refund may be based on your payment method and financial institution. What? So it's not even like an. It sounds like it's not even an opt-in thing. It's just like, I wonder if they're gonna like delete them from people's systems. No, they can't do. No, that. they can't do that. Uh, well, I already deleted mine from my system, so <laughs> so you won't be able to get. So you can't test it now on PlayStation yeah. Four. Yeah, it's no, no, you, I physically can't do that. I'm pretty sure once it's in because it, they did this with PT. And once the, it's in your library. Once it's in your library, you own. Once you own the license, it's yours to do it. Okay, so, so I can go download it. You can't. If I wanted. Yeah, while while you can't. I mean, you should be able to legally. But I can't uh, purchase it. You can't. It, like the game is no longer going to be available for purchase. Holy I can check. Fuck. This is crazy. Yeah, this is insane. I have no words. They Sony just effectively delayed Cyberpunk 2077 for Cyber yeah. for CD Project Red. Yeah. And so like the thing is like this happened with No Man's Sky that launched and that was insanely buggy and everyone now says no this game's incredible now. But I have never gone back to play it because I've never had the drive to want to go back in. Right, right. It's just like, and especially now with how bad of an experience I've had with Cyberpunk, no matter what they do to it, the core game, I don't want to ever go back to, you know? Yeah, I still have the option to download Cyberpunk. Okay, cool. Time um, to play it on PS4. <laughs> wow, this is... Whew. Um. Okay, I have a couple. I've been taking notes in my entire time playing, and I want to touch on a couple of them before we start to wrap up this conversation. Because like we've, you guys have hit most of them, but there's a couple big ones here. Uh, Keanu Reeves is a bad voice actor. Mm-hmm. And all of his lines in this are terrible. He's like almost doing like Bill from Bill and Ted, but like a like a badass but, punk but rock rated, motherfucker. Rated R. <laughs> Yeah, and but like it just doesn't deliver well. It's almost like they didn't give him any context. They're like, just say this, just do your John Wick voice. Yeah, uh, it's like I don't want to, he- and also I don't want to hear Keanu Reeves talk about eating pussy or or his impressive cock. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> oh man, I I was not happy with any of that. It's discerning. Um, yeah. b- one of my biggest fucking complaints is that um. My character looks so stupid because I just have to put an assortment of random fucking equipment yeah. on her. And because I, it is objectively it is objectively bad not to do so. Like when I stopped playing, my character had a bucket hat, 
like a Dragon Ball Scouter, a police vest, <laughs> a dirty tank top, and like puffy breakdancing pants. And she looks. Oh, I have like a full bodysuit on, uh, like a, uh, a baklava. Uh, yeah, like one of the scanners. Yeah. I, I look so fucking dumb. And it's like, I if I didn't make my character, if I made my character look cool by picking things that I liked the way it looked. I would be so weak. I would have no armor because all the best looking stuff are is super weak. So it's it's so infuriating. Like Assassin's yeah. Creed yeah, makes it, it so that you can um you can uh like if you don't like the way something looks, you can toggle it off. So like worst case scenario, you can just run around as like this savage shirtless Viking. Uh, and Andrew, you're telling me in in Xenoblade, there's like a you have your equipment that you get the stats from, and then the equipment that you like. This is what you look. Yeah, like. any any of your uh, equipable outfits in Xenoblade Chronicles, you can set as your uh, aesthetic uh, equipment, and so it doesn't actually attribute to your stats, but it's what appears on your character. So, like, yeah. I I think it's it might be Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> I've dabbled in it a little bit. Like, you can get like a bunch of different armors and stuff, but then you can put like a motif on it so that it looks like. A, like you could find Daedric armor, but let's say you don't like Daedric, so you put an Elven armor motif on it. So it's still the Daedric armor, but it looks Elven. So yeah. like you could you could still coordinate your set and make it look cool. This yeah, it is fucking just, 2020 game. That should just be a standard in games. Now. It looks like a five year old went into like a 70s closet and just told you what to wear. <laughs> uh, I had an issue where. Uh, you know when you see something on the ground and there's either a green arrow pointing up if it's better than your what you currently have equipped or a red arrow pointing down if it's worse? Mm-hmm. That was reversed for me. Don't know why. <laughs> Every time I'd be like, there'd be something on the ground that was 80 armor with a red arrow pointing down. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the thing I'm wearing is 60. Sure enough, it was just wrong. Or like a gun that did like 20 damage, but it had a green arrow pointing up and mine does like 200 why is yeah. this happening? I've had instances no where sense. I've had instances where the character that's speaking in dialogue is just incorrectly labeled to a character that's not even relevant to the mm-hmm. to the scenario. Yeah. Or like sometimes it just randomly unequips my weapon and equips a totally different weapon. Oh, and I'm I like, all right. Yeah. The, I, I like I, I was using fire or it fires too much. I was using my katana the whole game, and then randomly I exited a cutscene, and I was I had a gun. I was like, yeah. okay, it, cool. Yeah, the game is broken. Yeah, it uh, has reset my settings at least four times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I turned down all of the like volumes way, way, way down because it's way too loud. Uh, and then I turned up the text size so that I can actually read it. Um, and then every single, almost every single time I rebooted the game, it would, uh, it would reset them to default. Um, like what the, and like what the hell? And it kind of sucks too because a lot of those reboots are because the game just randomly crashes all the time. So throughout throughout my playthrough, which was about twenty hours, the game crashed eight times. Like hard crashed. Hard crashed. Reset to Sony to the PlayStation menu, uh, and I randomly died five times i don't know if you guys have encountered this glitch but i've just been like walking down a, a, a flight of stairs and then i'm dead <laughs> nope that hasn't happened to me no en- no enemies around i just get a game over my health drops to zero i'm like okay guess i'll die all right 
let's let's start to wrap this up because I could talk about all the terrible bugs. I could go on for hours and hours. I have several uh, Xbox clips on my phone of just like insane, stupid shit happening. I want us to give this um, a rating on uh, the fish scale. Uh, oh, I got I gotta read the fish. Bring between, joy to hear you reluctantly say that. <laughs> uh, between one and five stars, one being bad, two being fine, three being good, four being excellent, and five being must play. Where where would you put this on the fish scale? I want I want to know, uh, Derek. We'll go to you first. I'm I'm curious what everyone thinks. I can't, in good conscience, give this a rating yet. <laughs> Just because you haven't played enough of it. Just because I haven't, I. I would need to, I, I beat. I would need to beat the game. You know, I would need to play the game to completion. Yeah. Uh, I am not that far into it. Like you guys are talking a lot about the systems, and at, like sometimes not mattering or or like suddenly just feeling like oh my build doesn't matter or there's too much for for the playthrough and I I haven't gotten there yet so I don't know I yeah I feel like I gotta like play this game. I just, I just, yeah. I, I mean, I, I basically the way I will describe it, Derek. You said you're at the end of Act One. Yeah, the game's not getting any better from there. <laughs> uh, do you quickly? Do you have any? In, like, when do you plan on going back? When is the jumping back in point for Derek? I am going to try and keep playing it as often as I can. To, okay. to. Wait, I thought either... you said you had put it down and you weren't gonna. Uh, so that's what that's what. I kind of was getting at, was getting towards, and then I keep kind of going back to it for a little bit. Um, I think I'm still going to, like, I feel like, I, I don't know, I've been playing it in, like, one hour to two hour sessions, if that. And uh, and I think that might be helping in the bug area, because I'm not, like, playing the game long enough to, like, experience a bug yet. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I think I'll probably keep playing it here and there. just just to kind of I want to I want to finish it I want to get a verdict and uh, at the most part I want I just was talking with Dante about the uh, the uh, the PSN being removed from PSN yeah. and it got a little heated so uh, I'm ready to I'm gonna finish this game and then I'm we're me and him are gonna argue about this game. <laughs> Uh, can you do it in the text group that includes me, just so I can read it all? <laughs> I very I much want to. Yeah, I don't know what we have to do. I don't know if we've got to like get together and and Let's have a couple beers and just scream at yeah, each other. Yeah, just argue about uh, uh, this thing. I, a friend of mine. Do a bonus uh, episode of the podcast. Yeah, right. A bonus episode of the podcast where Dante Ooh, and I argue yeah. about Dante v Derek, <laughs> cyberpunk. But uh, I will, yeah, that's I would sign up for that. <laughs> Um, all right, Andrew, what would you give it? For the last week, I've been pretty solid on it being a two, mm-hmm. but now I'm going to I'm going to give it a one. After our conversation and after thinking about how this game's um, kind of reputation and CD Projekt Red's promises uh, over the last year um, have led up to this, kind of uh, okay. I guess I'll phrase it like this. The game on its own, like, is just a two, but the game and everything surrounding it is some of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, 
Um, I think I'm there with you. It's like I was thinking too, and then during this conversation and reading what our definitions are. Yeah. Uh, so our definition for a two is clear flaws, worth trying if you're a fan of the source material, still serviceable conceptually. And it's like it kind of falls under that. Yeah. But our, our one star is little to no redeeming qualities, not worth playing and broken. And I so, think this game like, has yeah. little redeeming qualities. I think it's not worth playing. And apparently Sony thinks so too. <laughs> and yeah, it is, I mean, clearly it is the, in fact broken. Clearly the PlayStation four version is a one star. No, like full stop. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so like yeah. I could see you giving this a two on, if you're playing on a PC with a 3080, I would give this game a two maybe. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I, I, I kind of give it a two. Because I probably am having the best experience, like out of the play-wise, out of the four of us. Um, so I feel like I'd have to give it a two for PC. Uh, doing like the whole IGN gave it a nine on PC, but yeah, yeah, like it's not going anywhere higher than a two. I just don't I, understand I what they like, see in the gameplay. <sighs> I don't either, man. Like they like it was there. If they had just not promised deadlines and just like shut the fuck up. If this I, game was in development for another four years, it could have been great. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking that long, but I, like I, that, I just hope yeah. that CD Projekt Red and developers in general learn from this and don't announce a game eight fucking years before yeah, it's ready to what, be released. And do it's what still Nintendo not ready. Does. Hey, guess what? This game comes out tomorrow. Surprise! Yeah. yeah then there's no there's no expectation, yeah. no promises. Because at that point, you know, you you know it it's done. They're they're done with it, and that's why they're saying, "Oh, hey, look, this game comes out." Uh, okay. yeah. No, I'll I'll give it a two. Fine, but that's only on PC. <laughs> um. All right. I, I feel like I need to stop talking about this just because I will continue to just, rant. And Go ahead, Derek. I've got one last thing I need to say, and I feel like it's my fault, guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, around the time of The Last of Us 2 came out, mm-hmm. and you know there was, a lot, there was a lot going on in the media, and like I thought it was maybe going to be a bad game, and I had this like thing in my head. It was like, you know what? Like I don't think I've ever truly played a bad game. Like I kind of want to experience that, and I, 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 <laughs> I kind of I think this is because of me. You, Derek, you played Crucible though. You did play Crucible. I did play Crucible, but that that like I don't know if that counts. Derek, what do you like more, this or Crucible? <laughs> oh my God, that's a that's a uh, no, this Not is much... convincing at all. Like that was very. Uh... At least this game is fun for moments. Okay. Fair. That's a that's a fair assessment. <laughs> there, there's there's a game here. Uh, Crucible. There wasn't a game. Not on PlayStation. Apparently <laughs> 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 not. Uh, and on that fucking note, um... what, what do you think lasted longer, Crucible? Crucible, <laughs> right? Crucible. Oh my god. All right, we're we're done here. We're done. Oh my god. Uh, so what was it two days ago or so andrew came up to me and said hey jeff i want to do trivia this week i have a i want i want to fucking do 
I, I want to do trivia. And I was like, you know what, Andrew? Go for it. So Andrew's doing trivia for this this week. Uh, yes, so indeed. Andrew, please take it away. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> we might have to set it up, Rook. Or I just have to stir my screen. We're doing console boop yep. sounds again. All right. So, um, yeah. so what you want to do is share your so screen. So if I share my screen and I have to select the one I'm sharing... Yeah, so what I did is if you have a browser open uh-huh. and have two separate... Do you have two monitors? Yeah. Okay, so on one monitor, put the the browser with all of the tabs of of, of all the stuff you're going to play. Uh-huh. And then in the other monitor, put just a tab with whatever you want and share that one, the one with whatever the random thing on it, and we'll still hear the audio from the the one on your opposite screen. Okay, so... All right, so you're going to – so let me know All if right, you so... can hear. So we're watching Andrew's Do-do-do. stream. Oh, so you can, so you can only see the uh... – so, yeah, what did we you see say? The... <laughs> so you can only see that. Uh... Correct. So play a, play a test thing for <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that we hear it. Do you hear this? I, I hear – You hear Call Me Maybe? I hear Carly Rae Jepsen very quietly – you do? Yeah. How quietly? How yeah, I don't hear it. There you go. Oh, now I hear it. Oh, uh, okay. All right, cool. So I'll just I'll just bump the volume on these. Oh. Okay. See, I also um, didn't turn up my volume on the stream. Yeah. That yeah. Would I help. turned oh, I turned yeah. up your volume too. So this first one might be loud, but we'll we'll get there. Uh, okay. But we should be good to go. All right. Here we go. Console boot sounds number two. Uh, first console. That's an ad. <laughs> I was like, I was like oh, Google Stadia. That's, that's ironic and incredible. Of all the ads. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, right, so we're starting. It's it's console boot sounds number two. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll keep my own score, Jeff. So you don't okay. have to do it. Cool. Uh, all right. So that was a pretty easy one, I think. So we're gonna start with Tikon. PS4. Jeff. That would be the PlayStation 4. And Eric. That'd be the PlayStation 4. All right. Points for everyone. That is Woo! the PlayStation 4. Uh, I think I did a pretty good job of scaling these in difficulty. So, uh, we'll move on to number two. If I can click on the link. Stadia. That didn't open at the time code I wanted. I didn't hear so anything. So we're going to go to this. Okay. Okay. All right. If you need me to play any of these again, just let me know. Does everyone everyone have a guess? I have a guess. Tikon Derek, you guys you guys good? Yep. All right, we're gonna we're gonna start with Tikon again. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I'm not sure if you would know it. Uh, uh, I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Atari. All right, Derek. Uh, it's uh, GameCube when you hold the Z button. All right, and Jeff. That is the GameCube when you're holding down. I don't know if it's one controller or four controllers, but yeah, when you're holding down the Z button during boot. Wait, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It is it is it is a thing and it is quite cool. Yeah. Alright, so Wait, t- I had a GameCube and I never knew that. 
Do you, is it? Do you know if it's the? It's, it's one one it, control. It's one. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, that is. Those are both correct. Uh, it is. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about the GameCube. It was like a cool little thing. Um, so cool. Two points for Derek and Jeff. Moving Ooh. on to number three. That's a, another fucking ad. Uh, that I should have just preloaded all of these. Mando, this is the way. Huh. You want me to play that one again? Yes, please. Okay. All right. Huh. Ooh. Spicy. <laughs> All right. We're going to start with Derek. Uh, the Xbox. Jeff? Ooh, I was not going to say the Xbox. <laughs> I was going to say maybe an alt Dreamcast or something. And Tikan? Crap, I was also not going to say the Xbox. I was thinking PS2. It's the, it, it is the Xbox. Wow. <sighs> is that another like that's alternate? No, that's no, the Star sound. It. That's the boot up sound for Xbox. I, wow, yeah, I've never turned that on last an Xbox sound is before. When, like the symbol is all liquidy. As soon as you said that, Derek, I was like, oh, yeah. son of a bitch, <laughs> that is the Xbox. All right, so Derek, continuing a perfect streak. We will Ooh. see if that continues going into console number four. Please don't play an ad this time. All right, it's going to be an ad. No, we're good. Do it one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know that one. All right. But do Tikan and Derek know? <gasps> Only time shall tell. Dun, dun, dun. If you guys are good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Tikan. OGDS. Derek. I also said it, the DS. And Heffrey? The Nintendo DS. That's correct. Yeah. Points for everyone. Derek, almost, oh almost the it. perfect round. But can he get the elusive number five? This is, I think, choke. the hardest one out of all of these. Gonna choke. Glad flex and <laughs> Every time. Come on. <laughs> All right, here we go. I know that one. Do you? Nice. I do. But does Derek know? If Jeff gets this and Derek does not, then we go to a tie. Should I go first then? Um, you should go last. I'm going to make Tikon go first. <laughs> Since Tikon cannot Jeff win. Jeff hasn't gone first yet. That's because I think Jeff knows a little more about console boot sounds. Yeah. At uh, least the ones uh, so far. SNES? Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm just going to say straight up that is wrong. Uh, I don't Jeff, know. Jeff, tell me what it is. That would be the Nintendo GameCube when you're holding down all four Z buttons on all four <laughs> controllers. Derek? Yeah. 
the GameCube when you're holding down all four Z buttons on all four that, controllers. That's right. I didn't know if you guys oh, would, know, would know about the four controller one. Derek, did oh. you, would you have known that if I had brought that up earlier? Yeah, no, I, I knew that one. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I well played, Andrew. have this strange... Uh, uh, I, I tried to throw you guys often. for a loop. I didn't think you guys oh, were going to know thrown. the four controller I was <laughs> I didn't even know the one controller. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, like a video in my history on YouTube that I go back to every so often, where it's like every game console boot sound. Yeah, it's so ever. satisfying. Yeah, and I just love to listen to it. So that's that's the only reason I know that. Ah, nice. And also, how did, how did you know that? How did I know that? Yeah, just we used from, to do that at Dan Santos's house every time we would boot up to play Star Fox Assault. <laughs> nice and custom Robo. <laughs> Ooh. All right, so, so that with a perfect score makes Derek the winner. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna play the bonus one that I had just we have for a fun. bonus sound. Yeah, okay. I was basically gonna do a first person to shout out the answer, gets it, okay, uh, kind of thing. Give it to us, because I know you know it. PlayStation Two. PlayStation Two. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I knew you guys knew that one, so I figure if if there is a tie, then whoever just shouts out it first will uh will get it. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, console boot sounds one of the all-time favorite yeah. uh, trivia's that we've done. Yeah, um, as I was, we I recently listened to the episode where we did it the first time, and I was like, "Man, this is so much fun. We should do that again." Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, but yeah, I guess this brings us to the end of this episode of the Game Sharks podcast. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Uh, and uh, oh, That's Andrew not- just accidentally left the call and came back in. <laughs> Thanks for I glad to be here, Jeff. See ya. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at GameSharksPodcast at yahoo.com. Send us any email questions that you have. Send us what your thoughts on Cyberpunk are. I'm looking at you, Dante. Um, and uh, you can find us on Instagram at GameSharksPodcast, where we post fun little things every now and then. And you can find our website, thegamesharks.com, where once we have our discussions about Game of the Year nominations, you'll be able to go there, look at them all, and vote for your uh, favorites in each of the categories. So keep an eye out for that. But that's the end of this episode. And with that, we are Finn.